Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. This is episode 218 of the show. And of course, we are the official Video Games Podcast at W2Net.com and in partnership with Last Word on Life as well. And we're wherever there are podcasts to be heard on all those services available for your ears. And thank you to everybody that listened last week, y'all have uh, broken a very recent record for us as far as listens go, so thank you. I'm, I'm guessing everybody being having quarantined at home helps when needing to hear about video game news and everything else. And of course, uh, I'm your host, Sean Garman, here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And also here with us once again, Jens Dietrich. Hey, Sean. As you can hear, my good microphone's back. Good. That means hopefully we all have good vocals on on this episode so yep it's another week in quarantine land of COVID-19 is ravaging everywhere still and and man uh it seems like it's climbing all the time here in South Florida there's now a stay-at-home order in Miami with a curfew so that should be fun how they're going to deal with that technically I live in the city of Homestead, so I don't have a curfew, but it's it's still funny. They were like I was taking calls with home health nurses that were like, "I need a thing that says I worked and got off at twelve, so I don't get yelled at by the police." <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't, is is it uh crazy where you are yet, Jens, in Atlanta? Yeah, it's funny. We had a our useless do nothing governor held a press conference the other day. And everybody assumed that he was going to uh, announce a lockdown, and then he didn't. So it's like, what good is he even? Uh, but then a day later, uh, the mayor of the city announced a lockdown, at least for the city, which is good because things are about to get real bad. Yeah, um, didn't they just have like the first case of a – or one of the first few cases of a baby getting sick yesterday with the mom who's a healthcare worker, and then she infected her seven-month-old by – yeah, I vaguely heard about that. And I know we've got our numbers. The cases are exploding. I mean, I guess we're testing more, so that's why the, the number of confirmed cases is going way up this week. Right. But uh, also, ICUs are full in Atlanta already. We've, I mean, we don't really have a lot of hospital capacity in Georgia to begin with. And again, people were not isolating a lot. Um, so uh, I, I just I expect it's going to be the whole South, um, Georgia and Florida are going to be really terrible. Um, over the next couple of weeks, so well, uh, I have stopped going out entirely. Uh, yesterday, as I've decided, it's the last day um, I was going in. I've canceled some doctor's appointments. Um, I'm going to seeing what I can have delivered, so I don't have to go to the grocery store because I really think the grocery stores are going to be hotbeds for this. Well, we've gotten to the point now where they literally are doing that thing where they're not letting more than ten people in the store at a time. Man, I wish we were doing stuff like that. Uh, or 
they're doing mean, the thing where they actually have the workers making sure people don't get close to each other when you get to the line. Like yeah, I'm telling you, man, people do not give a shit about like six foot distance. Mean, like, oh no! Uh, like crazy. two or three days ago, people didn't give a shit about that either. It's the basically the government is making them do it. If not, people yeah. wouldn't care because there was people like out there boating. <clears throat> Just a yeah. few days ago. So it's We don't have a responsible government here, so it's funny, actually the entire Georgia Senate is quarantined now. Because one rep from Alpharetta, you know, came in with coronavirus. So they're all yeah. quarantined now, the entire Senate. How isn't is it weird how this, in the uh, Midwest, Mark? I was gonna say, isn't it isn't it funny and weird how the how the states with uh conservative governments don't believe in science? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to get too political. I'm, I'm really. Meanwhile, my my governor. I mean, we're not doing great, but my governor has actually tried to enact policies. Like she canceled school last week, and you know, our state is shut down pretty much completely at this point, except for like you know grocery stores. I'm just appalled by the response. I'm I'm appalled by how incompetent uh, oh, the government is. You and is, Virginia so. were the ones that canceled school completely, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because Daniel lives in Virginia, so he was telling me. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the kids. <laughs> I mean, it's all fu- the time. I, it's funny at this point because like my computer needs servicing from Best Buy, but like Best Buy isn't open in my state, so it's like except for like maybe curbside pickup or yeah. you know the order on, on the store. Yeah, and so it's like Mark- they won't. Oh, but I guess they would have to clean your. Yeah, it's like that's what I meant. Like they can't. T- they're not gonna take my laptop. Yeah, because then if they close. A day later, or whatever, then you can't get your laptop back. Well, I mean, no, it's not a day later. I mean, they ship it off to God knows, you know, some some other store or yeah. you know, or a repair center in I think Chicago or something. But at this point, I could take like three months to get back. It's like, yeah. are they going to give me a longer? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So uh, well, you know, that's uh, that's how those things go, and uh, I we were talking about it. Was it last week you talked about it? That you didn't know for sure what was going on with your Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-orders, and then all of a sudden, the day after we do the podcast, Square releases the the announcement that due to what's going on, they didn't know if all the stores were going to get all their shipments. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's it happen? I'm more concerned. I mean, it would be nice, and I saw some scuttlebutt that like Square might try to honor like digital or you know if you still have a confirmed pre-order for physical they may just send you you know sneak you a code yeah but i don't know because then you could just cancel that pre-order right true yeah but you have to imagine people who are ordered to special editions want the special edition well but i think you probably wanted less if you've already got the game like you know there's less incentive other than just it comes in a nice case once that thing shows up for free yeah. You'll want to sit there and save that $120 or whatever the heck that costs with what's going uh, 80, on right now. 80, 80 or 9. Okay. Yeah. Still, that's uh what? That's quite a bit of food you could buy. Yep. Uh so or or well, if you can find toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like my state, it's impossible. I mean, toilet paper's out. Thankfully, I have a pretty decent supply, but I'm, like bread and like lunch meat are like impossible to find. It, it's crazy, like, what Amazon had told... I, I know people are probably like, God, I don't want to hear more people talk about this thing for the first 10 minutes of their show. But, hmm. um, like, it's funny that what I think Amazon had toilet paper go up for sale, and it was gone in, like, 10 seconds. 
Yeah. I guess like office supply stores like Staples and Office Depot, they're pretty good for that. I mean, if you're desperate and you don't care about the brand. Yeah, my friend is like obsessed with with buying like Cottonelle. And it's like, well, good luck. Like at this point, any, any, uh, any shred of paper is fine. Like, dude, I I was using paper towels and Kleenex. (laughs) Oh, no. See, I'm very picky when it comes to toilet paper. Well, like I've yeah. got to have like the right kind. It needs to be wide. It can't be that uh, just get a stuff bidet. That... Well, I love a bidet. I, I would absolutely <laughs> love one if uh, I could. I can't you? Uh, I don't really have in room your, in. in your house. <laughs> it actually took me a long time to find. I had to replace the toilet in my uh, my bathroom. So we've got three bathrooms, um, but two upstairs. One is my wife's and one is mine. And mine only has room for like, okay, you have to find like a ten inch inseam. But it has to be, um, you know, those short, short, tall, uh, like not elongated, rounded toilet because it's the only thing that would fit in that particular space. So uh, none of the hardware stores had it. So I had to kind of hunt around for that. I do not have room for a bidet. I would love a bidet. Bidets are great. Um, I still we used to have one growing up. I just took it for granted and uh, I miss it every day. <laughs> As the European among us. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you know, it, not all of us can be as cultured. In these troubled times, though, we can find some comfort in uh, the tropical island of um... Mark. What did you call your um, Animal Crossing island? Uh, I think it's called Axlon. What, what is that a reference to? I'm watching Beast Wars, and that's what the name of the one of the ships. Okay, I called mine Inaba after yeah. Persona Four, but. Man, that's yeah. a soothing game. If you don't know what, for some reason you can't figure out what they're talking about, the, both of them have Animal Crossing New Horizons. So uh, you guys just talk about the game for however long you want to talk about the game for. And Anaya man. also has it. I She's been playing it a little bit, but most of the time I'm having to work, so I don't get to watch her actually play it, but she's enjoying it. What do you Yeah, think? I mean, I, I just got it yesterday, so I'm only on like day two, essentially. Uh, it's fine. I'm not a fan of the time gating crap as much as, I mean, I be a problem, but, you know, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. It's like, wait a day until your, you know, you, until your house can get built. It's like, why? <laughs> well, I started messing with the system clock pretty much right away, but I realized that I had to practically to not be able, you know, I, the game was essentially forcing me to play at night at all times. Like, I didn't make a lot of progress early on because I could only play it in the evenings, so it was always nighttime. Uh, and I didn't get I didn't get certain bugs or certain, you know, like, fishing was more difficult. I mean, I don't know if it's the same or not, but it's just generally it seems like there's not um, as much to do at night. And you got to deal with those uh, tarantulas. Yeah. That'll knock you out. Um, so I had to fiddle with the system clock to get some daytime Animal Crossing gaming out of it. Because it's also, it's funny, I'm on a bunch of different discords where everybody's playing Animal Crossing, and there's like, you know, turnips are selling for 148 bells right now. If you sell them before noon, quick, get on. But I just, I can't. You know, like, I'm working 9 to 5. I can't yeah. be jumping on to Animal Crossing at noon. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're an adult. Like, <laughs> I mean, only way I can do it is I'm going to be switch underneath your desk and be like, sort of messing <laughs> with it while you're... 
I guess that would be incredibly – I've got a hard time enough not procrastinating at work as it is, especially now that I'm working from home. Oh, I, I, like, really have to get into a headspace where I've got to focus. So uh, to think about, like, oh, no, I've got to do things in Animal Crossing right now because it's whatever time. It's crazy. So I don't yeah. like that. But everything else about it, um, it's it's just a really, you know, charming, funny, adorable, relaxing thing that has been uh, – you know, a real, um, a good distraction. Let's put it that way. You know, it's it's a good anxiety manager, and, and I, I've I've seen that from a lot of people who are saying that it's really helping them through this thing. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo did officially come out, and well, the developers came out and said uh, that the time travel thing is not cheating, so you can do it mm. and not feel bad. Well, Yind and I already cheated. We did the item duping glitch earlier today, which is fun. Markets in the game. Yeah, exactly. I they meant how it to long happen. It'll take before they patch it out. Uh, I, 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 I'd say do it as much as you can because it's going to get patched out real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean they uh, do have planned updates for it, but we'll see how long COVID nineteen doesn't uh, get involved and make Japan worse and make it to where they can't. Because uh, right now a lot of places are still letting you go into the office and everything over there, so. You think those Animal Crossing programmers can't program from home? Apparently in Japan, like, they have this thing with... They don't yeah, have yeah, technology are, to... They are much more, like, like go into the office or, you know... Yes. Oh, I mean, I know that that's culturally a thing. Yeah. It's just, like, it's culturally a thing to, like, hang I mean, out I'm with sure, your boss after work and I'm stuff. I'm sure they but, could if they want to work from home, but they don't... They view it as, like, dishonorable or, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's well, a crazy like talk. They, they also don't have, like, the structure like we do... Where people just already kind of have these things built in, where everybody has a computer at home and everybody has a you know thing where if like oh, well I mean not everybody obviously there are people that don't but you know that there was people that I take calls from sometimes they go I don't even have internet I'm like wow I'm I'm so used to like having that for so many years now that it's weird to me to hear other Americans say oh, I don't have you know internet or whatever. But yeah, it's for that for Japan. It's like very much a thing about. Well, we go into work and we don't feel like we're working if we're not in the office, and then our home space is not built for to work from home yeah. necessarily. So I, I'll fully admit I miss going. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I really miss going to the office. Like I, I enjoy the commute. It's a fun. Like it's a mile and a half walk for me. It's a good commute. I like the cafeteria. I really miss the work cafeteria. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, you sent me food. You sent me a picture of the food, and life looked good. Oh yeah, oh, no yeah. cafeterias, right? Um, so I miss it. But you know, Mark, before we talk about how we're breaking Animal Crossing, you're the Animal Crossing newbie. Why don't you describe your first impressions pre-breakage? Uh, like I said, except for the uh, like the time stuff is just really weird because like wait a day for your house to get built, and it's like yeah. Should we explain what this game is? Or do we do we figure that everybody already knows? I mean, I feel like people. I, you can if you want to, but I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's been around since the N sixty four, so or GameCube, really. So I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, it's like Stardew Valley or like Harvest Moon, but more of a emphasis on uh, paying loans to this asshole raccoon. He's not an asshole. He seems extremely reasonable. <laughs> well, in this one, he does. I mean, I've I. Heard, I've heard tale from the other games that he's, he's more of a prick. <laughs> mm. uh, huh. I know. He let me pay my first 50,000 bells of miles. 
So yeah, and like, it didn't I take any time at all. I guess in the old games, like I mean, it's just a bell-based economy. Like you know, pay everything with bells. And this one, you have miles. Like he make he made his own little like currency. Yep. So he's kind of kind of like M Bison from the Street Fighter movie. Um, and to be fair, Bell's also his own currency, right? Like it's all just the Tum Nook economy. Yeah. Well, then, what do they use for money? Like, what does the rest of the world use? <laughs> I've not thought about the greater world of Animal Crossing. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Bell's is the universal currency. I, I laughed very early in the game, and I feel like they maybe should have saved this for later because it's very funny when they upgrade your Nook Miles for Nook Miles Plus. Yeah. And it, it doesn't seem to mean anything. No, <laughs> it Nook just Miles makes Plus. a big deal about how you're up, upgraded. No, no, it, it is. It does do something because you get different quests. And they double your nook miles. Okay. So you have like special. Then you have like all, like higher end quests. It's like oh now you can get double mile. Like instead of getting one hundred one hundred tickets or one hundred miles, you get three hundred miles. It's like, right. cool. Okay, sure. But I mean, it's so early on that it kind of you could have just it could have just been like here's more quests. Yeah. Like, I just like that he branded it. Yeah. Uh So what else? The writing in general is very funny. I love oh, yeah, the way they, I love the way they present all the legalese. Yeah, like the, when you when you they, they get online, it. like yeah, you have to like you have to like go through some stuff by the uh, the, the plane or the uh, pilot. You talk like a lawyer. He's like, I got to go through some uh, legal stuff, or else they won't let me fly. It's like, yeah. all right, sure. But yeah, he introduces it uh, very amusingly, and then you know, at the end, it's like, well, I'm glad this is over with. But it's all. It's just every the whole tone of it. It's just such a fun. So uh, you've got the museum unlocked, right, uh, Mark? No, I just. I mean, I got I got all the uh, materials for them. Okay, so it's going to take another day for you yeah. to get the museum. Yeah. Okay, I need like it, three more things, three more bugs like, or relics or whatever. One of the animals gives you a task, like get fifteen specimens for his museum to be officially opened. Oh, but this is not just any animal. This is Blathers, the owl. He's a I, he's a classic Animal Crossing character. So okay, I I know nothing of the characters. <laughs> and the thing I love about Blathers again, I'm, I'm just pointing you out because I love the writing in this game. I love how much he hates bugs. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> like he's a museum curator whose job it is to keep these bugs like safe and to collect them. But he every time you give him a buck, he's like, oh god, this disgusting centipede. Oh, it's so gross. I hate it. But. It is my responsibility as curator of this museum to make sure that it is safe and well kept. But I hate it. Yeah, and he's a very he's a great character. Uh, yeah, I, I just like it because I mean, it reminds me a lot of Stardew Valley. But like, I that game didn't really work for me that much because I felt very aimless in it. Like mm-hmm. at least this nook, these Nook Mile stuff is giving me some motivation to like, oh, take a picture or oh, go design something. That's one. One thing that this has over previous Animal Crossings as well, as I've talked about in the last show, I kind of fell off Animal Crossing before. I I, I tried which one was was it New Leaf? I played the 3DS one. Um, anyway, I didn't make it that far before I lost interest. And this one is better at like giving you tangible goals to work towards and like giving you a little bit of a thread of like, you know, like you can always go to Tom Nook and ask Tom Nook, you know, what should I do next? And he'll he'll point you in the right direction of what you should be doing. And he's got, you know, those, the miles program, it's kind of like little goalposts or achievements. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it feels like it has more direction 
than uh, um, it used to, at least a little bit. I mean, I haven't unlocked a lot of the design stuff yet because it's like you can only buy like a certain like three or four things from any one shop like for the day. And like, so you want like start breaking the the time system, which I don't really want to do, at least not yet. So it's like, well, have an inflatable couch and a metal chair and that's about it. <laughs> so I see all these people like all these towns and like the game's not been out for that long. Like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Well, uh, but there's people that literally they play that game all day. Yeah, but you're still gated by the time. Like it's not like that's what I mean. Like you're still gated by this time. You know, unless you uh, speeding up the clock quite a bit. That's like whenever you unlock, it. whenever you unlock a big upgrade, you've got to wait to the next day for the upgrade to be active. Yeah, if not more, maybe. I mean, I've, I think maybe like one or two upgrades actually take longer. Okay, I haven't got many of those yet. Yeah. I'm still pretty early. I think Mark and I were pretty much in exactly the same place this evening because I didn't play any yesterday. So, and I, I, I actually lost again because of the whole deliveries being foobarred right now. I didn't actually get my Animal Crossing uh, on launch day. I got it uh, on Tuesday, so I didn't start until Tuesday. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's so fun so far. It's so fun. Like it's unlike WoW, which you know you spend like an hour on daily quests. Like you could go through most. Every day within like twenty minutes, I I feel. I don't know. I feel like you can't really accomplish that much in twenty minutes. I mean, you. I think you could. It just depends on how much you really want to grind out for. Yeah. Like I got a quest. Me and Yen's got a quest. It's like you have to collect thirty pieces of each wood and thirty iron nuggets. Yeah, to build the next store. And I kind of feel like if I once you have that quest, like I want to do that before I you know stop for the day, so that. But on the next day, that store is ready, you know? Yeah. So I think that'll probably take you a little bit longer. Right. But yeah, if you're, this, I guess it's a game that's designed to play for like an hour, hour and a half a day. Right. Is yeah, how yeah. I look at it. Which is fine. Like, I, you know, it'll be a nice and relaxing journey, especially now that I have, you know, millions of bells. <laughs> yeah, but one less thing to worry about. Yeah. So, Mark, talk about talk about this uh, duping yeah, you basically have to, you have to have two people on your island. Like, and you have to do it. You have to do it like solo, or like a local online or local, local co-op. Yeah, yeah, co-op. And like your co-op partner places an item on a table, and they spin it around, and then you can keep picking the item up over and over. It's very uh, finicky. Yeah, it's not hundred percent great, but it works well enough. And when you when you start the game, you get you get a, you get a like a switch console as like a little gift. And it's like seven hundred or seven thousand six hundred bells. Mm-hmm. So if you dupe that a lot, you can get up to like two hundred twenty-five thousand bells per inventory, you know, per session. <laughs> yeah, and that's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it, I got like three million bells, like maybe like half hour. I mean, if you really it know, took me a little bit longer than that. Yeah, you're having more problems like dupe, getting the dupes together. You know. Yeah, I kept just picking up the switch. Yeah, uh, off the table and not uh, not getting a dupe of it. So uh, I I got pretty frustrated with it. I I stopped it. I, I at some point I said like, okay, I know this is not enough to buy. I, I don't want. I'm gonna earn the rest of this. Like whatever yeah. you know. I'm probably like halfway there in terms of the money that you need to buy all the house upgrades. So I'm assuming I'm gonna the remaining three million I can just earn in game over yeah. time. I mean, but I think that. It's like the old Fable 3, some of those glitches, or like the old Fable glitch of like, oh, 
get some money and then speed up your clock quite a bit, and then you have a lot more money, or you know, lower the the rent all, all your properties to zero, and then oh yeah, up. yeah. But Fable will it will also compound um, pretty quickly over time. Yeah, you could really you could make some serious bank at Fable Three. Yeah, I think there. Well, you can get like a straight money tree in this game at some point, which is pretty funny. Yeah, you can plant a money tree. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that might make this uh grinding out stuff pointless eventually. Yeah. There's so many other blockers to your progress. I don't know if these bells are really going to matter very much at the moment I mean, for is me. Is there something that you want to I mean, the like, highest thing I've seen for your island that you like aspire to get at some point or The highest thing I've seen was an electric motorbike in my island store for like 4,000 bells. Mm. <laughs> Which is like practically nothing. I mean, you can get that just by mowing the lawn. I just want to pimp out once I once we've unlocked that store that we've got to collect all those materials for for the store to be built. Uh, hopefully, we can pimp out our houses because right now yeah. my house is a piece of garbage. Like the early stuff that you buy, really, like you cannot make a nice home at all. It's like okay, we have to. Uh, like yeah, I, I've got like a cardboard box and a portable lamp and and uh, uh, like a futon, which I don't know why I need a futon and a bed. Uh, what? It's not a bed; it's a tent. <laughs> no, no, but you got like you have like a fold-out bed. That's like your starting bed. And I'm wondering if I can get a really nice bed, like if I can get like a queen no, or something. I I don't have a bed. I have a cot. Okay. Or that, is it like blue? No, it's like red. Oh, mine's blue, and mine looks, looks like a cot. Okay. But I, I, they ask you a few questions when you start the game up, and I think it like determines like one or two different behavior, you know, one or two different items you yeah. start off. But he asked you, like, if you had to go to a desert island, what would you take with? And he's got, like, two or three choices. So I think that determines your starting items. Yeah. So did you wish for a nicer bed? Yeah. Okay, that explains it. You probably wish for more food or booze or something. <laughs> no, I thought that's why I got this. But everybody got a Switch, right? Like, um, Yeah, yeah, that's just from Nintendo. I, I, I said I need something to entertain me or I need something to... Uh, that's oh, no. one of the one of the options is like I need a diversion. Oh. oh, I got a radio. That's what it is. I think I got a radio. I didn't. Oh, that was just in my car in my tent. Okay, so that's not it either. So I don't know what special thing I got. Yeah. Who can say? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep going back to it every day because you kind of have to. <laughs> it even includes like a uh, Facebook or mobile style come back and you get more, you know, cumulative bells with a daily check in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, man, that's like. Again, I've already missed like one daily check-in. That's like my I just can't can't do that, man. I don't play games that way. Like my Neo ideal definitely. Yeah, my ideal well, with Neo it's more a I have to be in the right frame of mind for it. Like if I'm not if I don't feel sharp and I don't feel like I'm I'm in a um you know like that game is hard on the nerves. Like if I'm not at a hundred percent I can't play Neo, you know? So it's more a, like, I feel up to this right now thing. Yeah. That game's still great. I'll take your word for it since I'll let yeah. play it. I'm deep into the second area yet. I've done a lot of the submissions. Um, I've unlocked a whole bunch of uh, new Onmyo magic and a bunch of new ninjutsu stuff. Um, the shurikens, once you poison the shurikens, the shurikens are really good. Um, still loving it. Uh, I've had to summon once or twice. To clear Peter. out some of the, uh, yeah, I guess it's in the game, Mark. Yeah, it, the some of the bosses are are pretty brutal, uh, but actually the, the game is much more. I didn't mention this last time. I think 
um, even though it's kind of there from the beginning. But in addition to being able to summon actual players into your game, it also you can now so you can now leave behind two kinds of gravestones. You can leave behind like a benevolent one, and you can leave behind uh, an evil one, right? So one is basically summons an evil phantom, you know, for uh, for a little bit of versus, like you used to from say, uh, you know, Souls used to have that, like when you get invaded, kind of thing. And the original Neo had this as well, where you'd come across these like red graves, and you'd activate them, and you'd fight another, you know, the phantom of another player, and you'd get some stuff out of it. Uh, but now you can also leave behind your phantom as a cooperative, like positive phantom. And it'll, it's basically acts as an AI buddy. And I've been using that quite a bit because this is a hard game. Uh, but I will say this, the AI buddies are not as useful as you'd want them to. Like yeah. they're much, they're much slower and much less responsive than, um, you'd want them to be. And they, they will get wrecked, uh, if they run into like a proper, uh, yokai. They're good for dealing with the little, you know, like if you need if you need like an extra target so you can like, you know, get one of these guys from behind or dealing with the um, regular enemies, they're really useful for that. But like once you're dealing with like having to clear out a, uh, you get these areas that are basically like yokai infested dark areas where you also can't recover your key as well. And you have to kill like a major yokai to clear out that area. And uh they're not boss fights, but they're they're kind of like boss fights. I mean, Fun. they're a thing that you have to do to basically like cleanse a part of the level, so you can continue. Anyway, Neo Two is still good. It's still really really hard. In fact, uh, way harder than the first one. Well, I never I never finished the first one, so you got me in the areas. Yep. What else? Well, yeah. Mark, how's that? Uh... Resident Evil 3 demo. Yo, it's more Resident Evil. It uses the same game engine, so it's pretty much the same game. Like, I mean, it's a little bigger. Sweet Bayonetta Dodge. Uh, that was might have been in the second one. I'm not quite sure. Okay. I I just, was kind of, I've I seen enough gifs of, of people being really excited about, like, the like it has, like, a witch time kind of thing when you do oh, a perfect dodge. Uh, maybe. I haven't seen that. Or I'd maybe I just suck at dodging. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Uh, the city more seems more opened up, which is nice because like that was my kind of fear for the you know fear for the first one or the second one or you know when they talked about remaking it because that game has uh I mean it was pretty s- small back in the day. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, same like same shooting, same inventory, same you know safes and yeah, I liked it. I'll be very eager to play it in a few weeks. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also finished the Resident Evil 6 co-op campaigns, so that yeah, allowed this us... Is, this is an actual good game, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mark, I think, was pretty excited to move on from that to Strange Brigade. Yeah, Got moving on from one old game to another one. <laughs> well, old, I mean, okay, 2019. Uh, yeah. Strange Brigade is... Oh, 2018, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's even earlier. I didn't realize. Wow. No, it's not earlier in 2018. That's crazy talk. Okay, yeah, 20, you were right, 2018. It was wow, I, summer 2018 because Stephanie had to review the game and I never had to ask for it and all that stuff. So, yeah, wow. I think. Well, it took a long time to be on sale. Like, it was full price forever because I've been looking at it. I 
Yeah, but it might have taken like six months or so, but I remember it would go on sale a lot, at least to like 35 or something. Oh, I don't remember that. Hmm. Well, when I saw it, I guess I grabbed it for myself and Mark uh, when it was on sale. And we've been playing it, and it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I initially thought, I maybe even said it was supposed to be it was like a Left 4 Dead type of game. Uh, I don't know how you got that. Imp- I never, I never made that comparison. I did think it was first person, and I was surprised that it wasn't. That, but that's what. I, well, I knew it was. I I knew it was a, a four like a four per- person co op game. Mm-hmm. So when you, like when you said like Left for Dead, I was like, oh, it's just. I, did, I never said Left for Dead. Okay, well, someone did, or maybe I read it somewhere. Mm. Well, I I just thought, oh, you know, four person co op, first person, you know, that would be fine, or you know, and but yeah, it it looks like. Uh, a, like a sniper elite game. <laughs> yeah, and it feels a lot like a sniper elite game. I mean, in terms of like the character movement and the engine and the momentum of it, like everything about it, it, it feels like they made an arcadey sniper elite. Yeah, set in like nineteen, like a pulpy nineteen thirties Indiana Jones style like adventure. Yeah, with a with your typical pompous British narrator who uses a lot of alliteration. Yeah, so I'm playing uh, like a guy. Like the, the most generic of guys, you can like fire fireballs out of his amulet, and you're playing like a sniper character. Yeah, the sniper character is cool because he's got a his special ability is explodey uh, headshots. So whenever I headshot somebody, that that guy it causes an explosion that will damage nearby enemies, which is pretty good. I guess one of the other character, I think there's like one, there's like a a tribal character, and then like this other character, like this tomboyish woman. Mm-hmm. I think the tomboy woman has like a turret. Right, yeah, she's like a support really class. Yeah. Nifty. Some of the boss fights in that game are just not pleasant, let's say that. Well they're not really boss fights, they're just wa- they're like waves. Yeah. It's basically like here's a big orb and you gotta shoot the orb three times and in well, between it's shooting a co-op the orb game, so they just want you to mow down people, right? All the time. Yeah, of course. It's you go into a big room and then the room gets locked off and then you get Fight three waves of enemies, and that's the boss fight. Right. Uh, but yeah, you've got your typical, like, you've got your zombies, uh, you know, you've got your charging kind of like minotaur types who will run at you and knock you over. You know, you've got magic enemies that'll throw fireballs or lightning. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good assortment of what you would expect as far as like a combination of dudes that you'd fight wave based. But then the other big component of the game is the puzzles. So there's quite a bit of, like, a big component of it is finding artifacts and solving puzzles and uh, opening treasure chests with money in it. Uh, yeah. Because you need that money to upgrade or buy new weapons. So that's actually the part me and Jens both don't like, is the game is generally cooperative, except for the money part, which is competitive. That's weird. So, like, you know, I can open a chest, and if it has money in it, I, can, if I get the money. And vice versa, for if, like, Jens plays. Yeah, so to- it's dumb. It's like you get to a point where it's like you're, you're trying to kind of screw over the other player just a tad because it's like, well, I want this gun that costs fifty five thousand gold. He wants one that costs like thirty thousand. And you know, if you beat a mission, it's like you get like maybe ten if you're lucky. And there's only like nine missions in the game, so I don't have a ton of options. You know, you don't have a ton of time to like get the gun you want and then you'll use it. But the screwing over is so dumb because, you know, these are really cooperative puzzles where kind of, you know, it, it makes sense for one person to look around the room and see if there's, you know, ciphers 
and then the other person to enter those ciphers in the door. Yeah. Or like you work together to solve, you know, like a, a typical like plates on the ground puzzle where you have to like step on them in a certain order. Right. And but then it's just once you open the door, then it's like a mad dash to like who gets to the treasure chest first, and it really yeah. sucks. Or hope, hoping the treasure chest has the gold and not like, uh, you know, some like some behind the scenes concept art or something like that, or like some <laughs> a diary, some, like yeah, a diary page or yeah. It's or... funny where it's like there'll be two chests and it's like okay, you know, because we try and actually play cooperatively. It's like all right, we'll split this up. So you take the chest on the left and I check take the chest on the right, and the player taking the chest on the left gets a thousand gold, and the player taking the chest on the right gets you know a, a diary entry which is unlocked for both players and therefore not really worth anything. Yeah. Um, in terms of the competitive, you know, something that you'd redeem for anything else. So you can't, you can't like trade them in for cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish that stuff, but Mark, the, the, I like having Mark around cause he's been pretty good at hunting down. There's these, each level has like six Jade cats that you've got to shoot. Yeah. Well, each character has like a passive ability and that's mine. Oh, you just do like hunter. Yeah. I, 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 I hear like I hear like an audible cat meow, so that's when I start looking for. It. I'm like, all right, I know it has to be in here somewhere. Well, Mark's been pretty thorough about this, so if you get all six cats, there's a big treasure room at the end of each level, which has been good. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a lot fun. more fun. it's a lot more fun than Resident Evil Six. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's actually a good it's actually a nice shooter. Mark, did you play the Ada Wong campaign yet? Nope. Okay, so you're holding off on that. I'm playing good games. Okay. At some point, when I'm in the mood, I need to... Once we've both done Ada Wong, we can do our infinite ammo playthrough of Resident Evil 6, finally. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Mark, how about that Disaster Report demo you played? Uh, it's short, and nothing happens. Uh-huh. You just like, walk, walk through the Disaster Area and talk to people? Uh, yeah. You only talk to three people, and then you have to find some... Like this teacher lost her students, and she can't. Like you have to go find them. Uh, that's about it. Okay. And then, like you, get, you, you know, part of the world falls apart, and you have to, like crawl through this broken up sign, and then you crawl through it, and the demo ends. And I'm like, this is a this is a short demo. Like, huh. okay, what is? Then. Yeah, I, I have yet to play it. I'm I'm so, still interested. The funny part is, is uh, you can play a male or a female character, mm-hmm. and I think your responses are the same for each. So for like the the teacher is like a young teacher, so like the I played the male character as like the heroic one, mm-hmm. and like oh I'll find your kids no problem or you know we we got to sit together, and for the female I played her as like this like lecherous woman, <laughs> mm. and like, oh I'll find your kids and I like grin evilly at her, <laughs> or like Wait, I find I, huh is there actually an option to grin evilly? Well, it's like in parentheses, yeah. Oh, or it's like. I'll find it's. I find the high school kids, and I'm like, it's like I'll find the high school kids, and in parentheses, it's like high school girls. I'm in. <laughs> Settle down there, Mary Kay Letourneau. Yeah, it's really funny. Well, uh, I mean, I'm I'm curious to really play it because I want to see like what actually happens in the you know in the game. <laughs> they let okay. you save in the demo though, so I I wonder if that actually transfers over uh, into like the real game. I'd be surprised. Because I mean, you don't really find anything in the game either. It's not like, oh, I, I found, you know, a bunch of cool crap. Like I, I found like a bunch of cool clothes or anything. It's like it doesn't sound and like a substantial enough, yeah, for that to be worthwhile. Yeah. What What is a fisherman's tale, Mark? Uh, it's a VR game where uh-huh. it's, like if you play this like fisherman puppet. Uh, okay. I didn't play it for that long because my Oculus 
uh, one of the controllers like died on me. But like you play a guy in like this like lighthouse who also has a lighthouse model on the table that's also you. Yeah. And you can like manipulate the objects in the model and it manipulates the objects in your world. So, so huh. So, so are like, you like uh, an aging experienced fisherman battling yeah. a large marlin? No, you're like a puppet. They literally call you like a fisherman puppet or like you're like a model. Okay. <laughs> so like one of the, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the puzzles is there's a huge anchor blocking this door in your room. Mm. So it's like, okay, I'll look in the, I'll look in the model where the, you can't, where the anchor's really small, and I'll pick up the anchor, which makes a giant hand appear in your world, and you just throw the anchor away. <laughs> what? Wait, so you're, wait, so are you the puppeteer? So you're, the puppet. are you Are you puppeteering in VR with your hands? Yeah. Okay. And you're also the puppet, though. I mean, yeah. And so he's really a puppet. It's, it's part of the in-game canon that he's a puppet. Yeah. Huh. They literally call you, like, the puppet. Or the fisherman puppet. <laughs> See, I, I thought you just meant that figuratively, not literally. No, no. no. I mean, you even look like a wooden puppet. Interesting. I just yeah. got good reviews. Yeah, it's a short game, like every VR game in, in the world. Uh, mm. it te- you teleport around, you don't walk around with the analog stick, so it actually didn't make me nauseous. Right, it won't make you sick. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool. And the other thing I played was the Fire Emblem DLC. I finally finished it. Yes. I, I conquered it. And I'll never have to play it again. You talked about how they were limiting things about the game design this time. Well, it's and just I, they start. You, you can you have a very small party. You don't have a ton of gold. You don't have any of your cool shit from the main game. Uh, so right. that's that's why it's limiting. Like you only have one healer, or like one like one like base healer. Really, I mean, you have like two others that can heal kind of, but not well. So is it just that you've got a basically a preset party? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have the ability to customize as much as you'd like. Oh right, yeah, completely. I mean, you can't. The, the characters don't really level up, or they don't like gain new skills or anything. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm still oh, yeah. hoping to I'm play really, it at some point. No, I'm really glad I finished it because now all that all the cool stuff went into my game or you know my real game. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, the last boss is also nuts. It's one of those big beast things. Mm-hmm. That has four different life bars. It causes it can summon like enemies to heal itself, mm-hmm. and it can teleport around. Mm-hmm. And when it te- when it teleports, all it damages ev- all of your party, and it also moves them around. It teleports your party as well. Oh, that sounds brutal. Yeah, well, this is fun. <laughs> well, congrats on uh, having it behind you. Yeah. All right, we haven't heard from Sean in a very long time. Uh. I haven't been playing anything, so I'll let you guys kind of just get you it got, all you out got of the nothing? system you, until you you're, you're didn't playing like, talk about the it. Demo? You're playing you didn't do Resident Evil demo? No. Game of I, Life? I've, no, I've had to be working pretty much, so work from home, wow. and then the minute I'm done, I go to sleep, basically. So, And then now I'm, as you can see, there's my work schedule for the rest of this week. <laughs> uh, they're paying us double to... We get double pay for any minute that we work after the eight-hour shift. Wow. Looking at that schedule, it sounds like that's going to be profitable for you. Yeah, because we get so many freaking calls with, with all this stuff going on right now. That, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just like totally nonstop. 
Uh, the only good thing about it is I can use my laptop to edit Mark's, uh, uh, what's his disaster report? report preview that was literally what Mark just said, but it yeah, went for him. Except for 600 <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, so you, if you go read that, it'll just have some nice pictures, and it'll be pretty much what Mark just said. So. Yeah, give uh, us the clicks. Yeah, give give us the clicks. That'll be nice. Um, so let's get into. We were gonna have Randy on the show just to uh, be transparent, but uh, he was unable to make it. So uh, he would have also talked about Resident Evil demo and Animal Crossing, and he'd been playing. He's a big baseball fan, so he's been playing MLB the show, and so he would have talked about a lot more stuff. Um, I'm still. I, f- I feel like Mark didn't talk very much about the Resident Evil demo. I've heard things like they severely retooled the environments. Like it's no longer like the narrow alley kind of stuff. Oh yeah, much. It's, I mean it's not, but they they did that because in the third game, you know, it's supposed to be this big open city, and it's like well, we're on a PS one. There's only like eight eight buildings you can go into. I mean, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, imagine like. Remember that uh, Arkham City game or Arkham Knight, the Batman games? Yeah. Like, imagine if they were tried, if they tried to make those on PS One. Well, but it's not just that; it's also that like when they originally made Resident Evil Three, like that city is more like Osaka or something, right? It's more like a like a Japanese city with very narrow kind of alleyways no, and things. Not really. I mean, it had, it had narrow alleyways, but like the streets were wide, but they were just full of like burnt up cars and crap like that. Same as this one, really. But mm-hmm. if the game was supposed to take place in like Colorado, I think. Right. Uh, I'm I'm glad that Jill isn't wearing her stupid ass outfit though. Oh, well, what's the an, difference? It's an extra outfit. You can well, get it when you no, get the game. I know, I know that. But I mean, like this, that out, like, oh, what's what's the perfect outfit to wear to wear in a, uh, a zombie apocalypse? Oh, a mini skirt and tube top. Of course, it is. The, the, literally, the most white. Why not have her wear a bikini? That's not offer that will make her if, show more skin. If you're a lady, the more skin you reveal, the more impervious you are to zombies. <sighs> That's the rules. Uh, I mean, the demo's fine. Like I said, it just it plays just a lot like Resident Evil 2. So if you like that one, you'll like this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. I haven't played yeah. that one yet. It's, it's I mean, it's on good. The, like, it's on the backlog. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of things. The never-ending backlog. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Yep. All right, sorry, news. Sean. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I was actually, you guys starting to talk about that again, and Mark mentioning what he just mentioned uh, is actually a good segue to to one of the news things that we have here because the same thing he just talked about, Resident Evil 3 was supposed to be much more open, and because it was on PS1, it couldn't be. Well, what happens when you all of a sudden are making a Final Fantasy game that was on PS1 and now opening it up to being on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One eventually, mm-hmm. uh, when it gets over the uh, PC as well, when it gets over the, the one-year exclusivity deal. Um, so I wonder if, if every episode will be one-year exclusivity, uh, you know, if if every time an episode come out, comes out, will it be a one-year exclusivity for Sony, or is it just the first one? That's going to be interesting to find out as well. But, yes, yeah, so, you know... Uh, Yoshinori Katase and everybody else that's part of the remake has been coming out with these. They've released two episodes now of the like making of the remake, and inside the second episode, which both of them are really interesting to just watch, uh, not not just uh, you know reading the expert the excerpts that get put as news bits, but um, 
like, this is why they decided to make this game episodic, which, yes, again, I think we can have this conversation about, could you have held off, like, three or four more years and just released the whole game together? But if this one game is coming out on two Blu-rays, I mean, do you really want to wait three or four or five more years to possibly play the whole freaking game? Or would would you want it in these parts that it's in with those Midgard parts much more fleshed out that you can see much more of the world that you didn't get to see in the PlayStation 1 version of Final Fantasy VII because the technology just wasn't there? Where Where do you stand on this? Are you like one of those people that feels like you're being cheated here because they didn't wait and just release the whole game together? Or do you think this is a good strategy by, by Square? I don't think Square can afford to release it all as one game. Like, if they did that, they go bankrupt, you know, three years in more. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest issue. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to, but the fin- it's just not financially viable. I mean, they would have to keep the scope closer to what it was originally. Yeah. I, also, I don't have an issue with it at all. I, I think people who talk about how, like, we're not getting a complete game, we're being cheated, or... Like, that, to me, is just stupid. You're obviously getting a large amount of content for your money. And I really uh, like the idea of especially the first big area of, um, of especially Midgar being, you know, yeah. blown like, up uh, in like, scope. In Final Fantasy VII, like the, like the original one, you really want to go to like three or four places in Midgar. I mean, they're big, but you just, yeah. you know, it's like Reactor, Reactor 7... Uh, the slums, Reactor 6, that's pretty much about it. And, like, the one dumpy, uh, you know, Don Corleone's mansion, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the ambition. I I, I really like that uh, about it. Obviously, if this were some mammoth game where they could somehow put it all at once, that would be mind-blowing. But I just, um, what they're doing I mean, makes honestly, perfect sense. I think the only people that could really do it is like Rockstar or something like that. That could really take the 10 years, not make anything else. And, you know, I think obviously Square makes money off of every time they re-release all these other games on all these systems and everything else. Um, but that's coming to an end basically with these systems coming out where you have backwards compatibility well, well, we'll get to the extent as to which the PS5 will have it, but, like... Even I Rockstar think... games, I, I feel, other than, like, San Andreas, I don't feel Rockstar games are quite as big as this would have to be. Yeah, but... Like, I the, mean... clo- the closest thing I can think of is uh, is The Witcher 3. The Witcher yeah. 3 is, like, a game where, like, the amount of unique areas and stuff in that is, is mind-boggling, uh, and yeah. it's 150 hours long. <laughs> Well, and the then DLC. now the Netflix series has helped Witcher 3 become even more popular and become the game keeps selling because of it as well. So that helps. Oh, a lot. sure. But uh, I just mean in terms of like amount of content produced for yeah, one single scale. game. Right. But I yeah, think what scale. Mark was saying, though, is the most important part is okay. the reason why Rockstar can get away from get get away with all this is GTA 5 is still in the freaking top two of the True. highest selling games every freaking month. That doesn't happen with Square Enix games. Top, top ten, not top two. <laughs> I mean, I think well, they could. I mean, what last month they were like top three or something? They were in the third place. I mean, yeah. it's still ridiculous. It's it's still ridiculous. Like we're talking about a game that came out in what 2013. Yep. Like you know, so Square Enix games because of the way that they've made 
think about think about the Final Fantasy, except for fourteen, which also had to go through its own rebuild to mm-hmm. get to where it is now. Like, think about the the thirteen games. Does anybody really think about them in a good way? Not not necessarily. I mean, there's. I, I, I like the first thirteen. I thirteen like the first two is 13, where I, I like thirteen two. Oh, thirteen two was like so up its own ass with the story. I couldn't follow. I love anymore. the fact that you had some Doctor Who in there with it, time travel and doing all that shit and exploring oh my God. and you know, like I was happy that I could follow what happened in thirteen. <laughs> well, there was. All, I mean, it's like each one of those had their own like thing that was an issue, and then Lightning Returns was just way too on the other end that it didn't well, even I didn't feel like, like the, a Final Fantasy game. I didn't like the combat system in that. I know there's people mm-hmm. who will defend it. Uh, but I, I could not get through that at all. And but, 15 had its own negative, so many negatives. You know, 15 for and, me is a good case study of why it's a good thing that Square Enix is doing 7 Remake this way. It's because you look at how much they retooled 15 over the years mm-hmm. and how development hell it was. Like, you, at some point, just publish. Like, you've got to get something out. Just like, even if it's just yeah. the first, like, four, third or fourth of the game, just like... Get it out, have it finished, have it in people's hands, and then focus on the next part. If you don't do that, I mean, you look at what happened with 15, where like you end up with this fragmented. It's not like it's a bad game or anything, mm-hmm. but no, look at the early story is terrible. And like, can... uh, oh, I well, I can't, I can't argue with that. The but... main arc of 15 story is terrible, but the character interactions between the four no, the main char- guys is really good. The characters are good. The story is bad. I mean, you just look at you just look at how often they like threw basically the bulk of it away and redid it, or how often they went back and retooled it after that. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you just, you don't want to get stuck. You're gonna get end up if you try and do Final Fantasy VII all at once and try and crack it that way. You're gonna get stuck in that uh, Duke Nukem Forever cycle. Yeah, I mean, they were stuck in that cycle for a long time. Not to mention a lot of those guys can just get burned out. And then yeah. you have people just not touch it for a long time. It's like, I think this is exactly what you just said, Jens. It's like, this is way better that they're doing it this way because what if that, what if they did release, let's say, half of Final Fantasy VII and then they just start releasing stuff in DLC that like they have 15 and then they get to a certain point and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's over. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. And it's, so- no, it's not even that. It's like, it's over and you don't get the end of the game. And it's like, can you imagine all that time everybody waited and you don't get the end of the game? Like that, the thing is this, like if seven remakes sells buttloads, the money that they make from that directly goes into maybe not part two because they're already working on it, but part three. And so maybe they can make part three even bigger and then it ends with part three. Hopefully they don't, they don't make it go into a part four, five and six or whatever. But it's like, you know, I I really hope they don't like, I don't want this to be a, 20 year game but that's what i was going to say is how many how many uh episodes do you think it will last and then how many where do you think part one ends or part two starts or part two ends you know stuff like that well they already Mm -hmm. told you where part one ends when you you get out of midgar when you get out of midgar yeah there's so much it looks like from the little teasers that they put into this episode two of this thing is that they added in mini games that are apparently later in the story uh, that yeah. you can also play here, and then they also added the extra parts as well. So, like, I think it's more interesting of... Because part one has, like, a nice ending point of, okay, you're out of Midgar. Like, I think once now you have to be out there in that open world and all that stuff, 
what are they going to change? What are they going to make part of canon? I mean, are they going to make Yuffie and uh, Vincent bigger parts of the story? And that's how they they flush out I, I, part two and three, you know? I could see Vincent being a bigger part. Yuffie, who cares? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a big deal. She was in Kingdom Hearts. You will be surprised how many Yuffie fans there are now uh, that were people before. Have- People are falling in love with minor characters just from the demo, just from the new character design and characterization. Yeah, like, nobody, I mean, honestly, Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse were, like, nothing. And now, you know... Jesse's a favorite, internet favorite. That's because back in the day, there were basically three chibi-looking marionettes that did nothing in the story. I mean... Uh But also, everybody loves the character dynamic between Jesse and Cloud. Like, people love how thirsty Jesse is for Cloud. Yeah. So that that that's been you know that that's birthed a whole bunch of memes. It, it's just it's funny as someone who's played Final Fantasy VII. It, it's funny seeing people who uh, haven't played Final Fantasy VII before get excited about Jesse. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. oh okay. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't end. In, it's not a happy ending with her. Let's just say that. Well, to be fair, a lot of those characters don't. But that's you know it'll be great. It'll be a it'll be a huge emotional thing. Now, I'm much bigger than it was. I, I just really I really think they're. Like in in addition to just upping the presentation, I just feel like they're really upping the storytelling on this thing. Maybe just from the little bit I saw. I was gonna say maybe we'll be able to take Jesse out in the golden saucer. Uh, for... ah, that'd be fun. I think it's like it's amazing to me. Like people complain, but it's you have no idea how much they had to completely change that game to be what it is now, and to add those things that they added and. Like, it, it's just getting to play that 45-minute demo. It's like, you're getting to play all of Midgar with it looking like that. That's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? Demo's beautiful. Yeah, like, it's probably one of the most beautiful games I think I've ever seen. And, yeah, I mean, oh, you can say oh, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 is huge, and, and so is uh, God of War, and so is all, you know, these, all these other games. It's like, yeah, but... They're trying to make sure they do this right, and they've had, what, 10 years of failures? It's good to see them want to make sure that they want to do something right. Yep, totally agreed. So, speaking of doing uh, doing things right, Konami is having to deal with a lot of rumors that were spreading about Silent Hill. It's hilarious to me to see yeah. Konami having to deny that they're making video games. Well, I mean... It's not, it's not hard for them at this point. Yeah, they're, they're not like pachinko machines or collections, I mean. Uh, so, you know, for the longest time last week, Rely on Horror had the story going around, which is a horror-based website, that kept saying that, according to uh, sources that they had, there was not only one, there was two different Silent Hill games going on and also kojima productions because people were reading into tweets that kojima was putting out there but wasn't there another rumor that uh sony was going to buy a bunch of konami properties like yeah. metal gear and, yeah, and stuff? That, that was a rumor yeah i mean you gotta remember like not everything jack on controllers puts out actually winds up being true he puts out a lot of shit so that he mm-hmm. gets the clicks i mean that's what he, that guy does he's not stupid. He oh okay i don't know who that guy is can't follow Jack on controller. You got to follow Jack off controller. I mean, he's the real sure. deal. So, uh, yes. So one of them was there was going to be a soft reboot with Silent Hill basically getting remade, 
And then there was another one that was going to be like a sort of like Until Dawn, Man of Medan, which um, yeah. Mark reviewed last year. And then have an episodic type Silent Hill. And then Kojima was going to be doing Silent Hills because people were right into the whole, oh, Norman Reedus said that I'm working on other stuff with Kojima. So I mean, to be to be fair, the Until Dawn thing, there is a lot in common between Until Dawn and Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Like, it's got the psychologist make, having you make, like, choices and answering questions about your mental state and your, your thoughts thing, right? Yeah. So, while Shattered Memories was not a great game, that aspect of it was super fascinating and really unique at the time. I mean, obviously, Until Dawn did it as well, but... Uh, if they did something like that for a new Silent Hill, that could be really, you know, if they do it right, if they do the rest of it right, if they make a good Silent Hill game that also has those kind of choice elements, that'd be amazing. Sure. I'm yeah. just not a big, big fan of Silent Hill. <laughs> like, I, oh, no, Silent Hill 1 and 2 are great. Those yeah, are great my, games. My only experience with it really is getting the PC version of Silent Hill 3 to work didn't. Oh, yeah, the room? No, that, the third one. Oh, well, four. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And then yeah. I, I played Silent Hill four on the PS2 and got some extreme nausea from it. I think I played the... four on the PC. Don't remember yeah. if I ever played three. Anyway, but I guess it doesn't matter thinking about that since none of it's true, right? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, nice. You know, also... it doesn't mean that just because they're denying it means it's also not true, right? How many times have we heard somebody goes? We don't speak on rumors, and then, oh, whoops, we were doing it. We just didn't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, but Konami's not going to sell their biggest franchises, you know, Castlevania. Oh, no, I agree that part. I'm saying, could they possibly actually be doing one or two of these things, and they just don't want to talk about it right now? I I think no, but there's there's, they could have said sorry, they could have said we don't we don't talk about rumors or speculation, but that's not what they said, right? They said we can confirm it's not true. So well, they, they said they're we're pretty working definitive. on something Silent Hill. We're not closing the door on Silent Hill, but it's just not not in the way that it's being reported. Okay. Right. So fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because her last, you know, Silent Hill and Metal Gear games are such bangers. <laughs> well, there's people that liked Phantom Pain. No, I meant, so I meant Metal Gear Survive. Oh, Survive! Yeah. That, that's the oh, last well, one. Phantom Pain is actually like Kojima. I honestly don't even like count. <laughs> Survive was just like I don't know. They were just mad at Kojima and said, "Oh, we'll just we'll just do this to like mess with him or something." I, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't believe that that was a. I don't feel like that was an out of spite game. I think that was just a, hey, we just spend all this money developing the Fox engine. Yeah, we've got to use this Fox engine. We've got to use these assets for something. We've got a skeleton crew still. Like have oh, them and like let's make like a multiplayer game to see if we can make some money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a total cat. That's like a we got to recoup some of this development money because we spend way too much money on an engine we're never going to use again. Look for the Final Fantasy VII multiplayer port. You know, game coming out soon. It's a real shame. I think the Fox engine is a beautiful engine. Like those yeah, that that, that stuff. Everything I've ever seen run on that engine looks great. Even that terrible. What what's what's it called, Mark? Survive. Survive. Even Survive actually looks nice. Yeah. Well, it's it just doesn't, it doesn't play it nice. Looks like just a campaign. So of course. It, fair enough. Fair it enough. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. Well. What a shame. Yes. It's, it is. Sorry, Konami, but well. I mean, they're, to... they're the ones who got out of the game business. You can't, you know, get no one to blame except for themselves. 
If, well, I if blame you'd have to think somebody would try to buy Konami, I wouldn't put it past Sony or well, hell, I, even I mean, Nintendo. Yeah, I, I think someone could buy him and they could get into games, but I don't even think outside of that, Konami is actually just start selling LP in a, in a uh, you know fire sale or anything. No, not when they're still making pachinko machines off and making you know, a bunch of money off those. <laughs> you know, they make a bunch of money off that. So yeah. Well, us, you know, Avalon Studios is rebranding and kind of like letting their so studios kind of be all by themselves. I don't, I don't know what they're. So they have like several studios like inside Avalon Studios, and they're all doing their own things at the moment. And so Avalon Studios is sort of rebranding into Avalon Studios Group which includes Avalanche Studios' expansive worlds and systemic reaction. So Avalanche Studios will keep working on Just Cause and Rage 2. One of those is not like the other. And then, you know, expansive worlds dedicated to games like The Hunter. And then, yeah, which I don't know if that drew any kind of attention at all. And then Generation Zero was being made by Systemic Worlds, which was okay. That came out last year. So... You know, uh, Mark, you're a you're a just cause guy. Uh, I, I was a just cause guy. They burned me on that one once too much, once too often. <laughs> yeah, last one was not good. Yeah, like just cause. I think just cause two is is a good game. Just cause three had like a few problems, but it also had some improvements which I liked. And then just cause four was a like epic disaster. I thought, <laughs> or they just completely fucked up the entire like flow of the game. I know a lot of people love it, but that Mad Max game was boring as sin. Yeah, I mean, I played it longer than most people. I thought it was a good game, but well, it, was just, it was too much. Uh, I just and felt that, that, that Mad Max game has a cult following, you talk about. I know. I've, I've got friends at the at the No Quarters podcast who, like, it was their favorite game that year, and I was just like, why? I mean, I if, it was like, if it was like a 10-hour game, it would have been great, but it was like a thirty-hour game, and it's like, right? Why? Like, why'd you do this? Yeah, I'm just—I'm not huge on Avalanche to begin with. They're not. Yeah, it's the kind of not my to thing. Flesh it out because people needed to pay sixty dollars for a long game. I guess. I mean, I would—I would be happier paying. I'd be happier buying or playing a game that is shorter, a more concentrated, good game than one that's super long and boring. Oh, it's the same. It's the same argument me and Yens have about like. American TV versus British TV. <laughs> Wait, we had an argument about this? Well, I mean, you know, the debate about what we've had, you know, the, the debate about, like, you know, American TV is, like, 22 episodes or 24 episodes long and is usually garbage versus, <laughs> like, a, a British show, which is you at max 13 episodes, but usually, like, four or, you know, three episodes per season. But, I, you know, it makes up for it in quality. I just generally like a miniseries because I like finality. Like, give yeah. me six episodes and done. Like, you don't need things to stretch out forever. I saw them making a Picard season two. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, because how, just... how much you like the first one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, but I don't know. Some things, I thought that was going to be a one off. No, no, they're having three seasons of that show. Uh, have they said th- three seasons? Uh, and that's, they, that's the arc? Yeah, they said they've, they've mapped out three seasons. So. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Well. <laughs> You know what you're not going to be able to do much, pretty much anymore is do anything with Mario 
or any other Nintendo property in dreams because Nintendo has started to wave the ban hammer and mm. has pretty much started to make it to where, I mean, some studios were doing it already, but I feel like you started to hear about people starting to crack down on their licensed content after Nintendo has now waved that hammer around. Um, so dreams is quickly, I mean, they were already showcasing original content, but people are going to have to start finding original things to do in dreams because I think now that Nintendo has kind of made this more of a, I guess, made people aware that this is happening, I think you're going to start seeing people crack down. So and, how about instead of, go ahead. Instead of, instead of Pokemon, you have Chin Pokemon from South Park. I mean, you already have Temtem, so. There's, I, I don't know. Just make an off-brand Mario. Call him, I don't know, Wario or something. Call him Jumpman. <laughs> yeah, Jumpman. Oh, yeah, I, that's a much better joke. I mean, nobody's going to argue that Nintendo's not in their right to do this, right? I mean... Yeah, but here's the thing. is like, it's not costing Nintendo money. It's not like someone's like going to go, I'm not going to buy a Switch. I can play a Mario game in Dreams. But it's also not making them any money. Yeah, but it's not... It's they not can't helping, monetize but it's not hurting. It. I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of the point. My point is like, who cares? Yeah, but Nintendo generally stumps out, you know, fan made stuff I that's thought, using their IP. I thought you were going to say creativity. <laughs> no, I mean they're very, very no, creative. They company. have a lot no. of creative things. They, I mean, you know, they just the don't the like. Hell uh, else is going to make shit with cardboard? Is Labo any good? Have you actually? Has anybody no, actually? Good. Used it? It's just they're tech demos. Yeah, I mean, and they were too expensive. To, you know, when it came out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the robot thing is cool, but you're going to play with it for, what, an hour? For yeah. the $80 or so it cost? Like, no. <laughs> you know? Oh. So, I mean, we we all can't expect everybody to be Valve and let somebody just do a whole remake of Half-Life 1. You know? So... Well, I, don't, uh, so, I mean, that might make the money, especially since Alice came out. Yeah, Mark, are you going to play that? No. I, was I hear gonna, it's amazing. I was gonna buy it for him to review, I, but yeah, I don't do. think I, I don't think I can play that because my computer. I don't have enough RAM. Oh, or not I have good like enough. The, I have like the base minimum. I'm just so, gonna have to experience I mean, I'm that sure through a Steam let's play. Would have let you do the uh, return thing. Yeah, but it would just return money to your account. Oh yeah, and then I would have had to buy stuff off Steam for a while. Wouldn't yeah, it's cash a, back, right? Yeah, you, you don't get money back. It just goes to your account. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh, well. the issue was, and I thank Mark for thinking about it because I think a lot of people would have just been like, oh, hell yeah. And then, oh, shit, it doesn't work. So yeah, it's happened to me before. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's happened to me, too. So I'm like, oh. yeah, like I was also I mean, I, I think playing a longer VR game would not be pleasant. Personally, that's also I hear it's amazing, too, was he he tends to get nauseated sometimes playing VR games. And I'm like, well, I'd hate for him to. Get excited about this, and then, like, two hours in, you can't keep playing it. Well, it's not yeah. like we've never bought Mark a game before that he then stopped playing. You know what? But, I'll give Mark credit when it, like, he has to review it. He'll at least review it, and then if he doesn't play it again, then whatever. <laughs> you know? But, right. So. Well, you know, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos who thinks you should finish a game before you review it. I don't, because it's like, what you know, what would the last... We're playing like the Ada campaign, the Ada Wong campaign, or Resident Evil Six, changed about my overall feelings in that game. Oh, I guess it wouldn't change your overall feelings, but there's definitely a lot of unique, interesting stuff in there that you might want to address. 
I think it's nope. different. Like the only the times that I feel like that is very much the case is RPGs. Um, I I mean I would even say that those are the hardest that. to finish. <laughs> those well, are, I, I, but, yeah. I mean, you could honestly think, you could honestly like plow through like the first ten hours Persona, aside from the story, mind you, and get like most of the gameplay concepts out of the way. Yeah, but how can you have a yeah, sure? But, but how can you have an opinion a huge on huge deal the Persona, right? Exactly. Yeah, but story's not a huge deal in most games. All right, like, what's this? this? I didn't like, mean to look at like Mario, like, look at like Mario Odyssey <laughs> or something like that. It's like, oh well, yes, okay, that's what I was saying though. Is where the where it is important that you finish the game because the story changes later. Then yes, where it's not because it's the same game all throughout, mostly except for maybe you get some different weapons and things like that. Then maybe not, but you know. I know there's some really cool stuff at the end of uh, Mario Odyssey that might have like if I were reviewing it, bumped my score up by like half oh, a point. I know, I I agree. Mario like Odyssey once you get to that, game at the end like, of that like the well the dark like but like things like the Dark Souls level that alone would be anyway. Uh, while uh, Nintendo kind of Dark Souls in their Mario game, Sony can't have Mario in their dreams. No, they can't. But they're going to be looking to make their own dreams because they finally released specs for PS5 and led all the fanboys to argue for what felt like forever on every social media to what was better, Xbox Series X or PS5. Oh my god. I felt like I couldn't escape it. Every time I freaking went on Twitter, here it was. And... You know what? Who cares? They're both Series X better. Great. Yeah, Series X has better power. PS the numbers are bigger. Yeah. <laughs> the only advantage, the, the one advantage I see for PS5 is it seems to have a faster SSD. Yeah, it's faster SSD. It may run things smoother. Um, and and they keep talking about how they're integrated, right? Like they've got a special integrated custom thing going. That it's going to, especially with in combination with that SSD, it's going to give them some performance advantages. But right, if you just look the at the SSD specs, is bigger. yeah. If you just look at specs, uh, Series X obviously edges them out on kind of every vector, except for SSD. Right. And their SSD isn't some like weird proprietary crap. <laughs> oh, that's that's the PlayStation's advantage for sure. You can upgrade. You can just stick a. I guess not right away. Like they, they, they said that it would not be immediate, right? They, there'll right. be some software upgrades before it'd be available, but eventually you'll be able to just, uh, you know, get a off the shelf SSD card and like stick it in there. Yeah. Right. But I think also it's not like those SSDs are going to be cheap. It's still going to be expensive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, you're not going to, I mean, you might still save like 50 bucks over the proprietary Xbox thing. I mean, I still think. Well, I think I bought mine for on a sale for a hundred bucks. The two terabyte. That's crazy. Thing that I, that I put in my PS4. So, yeah. like, I don't think you're gonna see something like that. Except maybe Black Friday. So that's uh, the thing right. too. Is doing storage for your system is gonna be a little bit more expensive this go around. A two terabyte SSD. I'm seeing here the Western Digital is two hundred twenty dollars. The Samsung is, is $250. Is it an SSD or an M.2 drive? It's an SS, SSD. That's not, you, need, you need an M.2 drive. M.2? There's a show about, about $200, about $250. Uh, 
It's not like a huge thing, but two terabyte PC PCIe NVMe SSD. No, right? NVMe is Xbox. Oh yeah, and you can't even replace that one, so it doesn't you know. All right. Um. Well, yeah, those are wow, holy moly. Yeah, this Dell is two a- terabytes M.2 M.2 PCIe NVMe Class Forty SSD six hundred and ninety nine dollars. No, there's a there's a Western Digital one for like two fifty, like Dell has one for like okay. two hundred. Like two, yeah, two fifty. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a huge. It's not like that big a difference, but at least it's not you know some proprietary thing. But it's also oh, it's a couple like, hundred dollars. You're talking about you could buy almost three games, and also for the price it's still moot because like both of them are going to have USB storage. Like, who cares? Honestly, right. I mean, yeah, but then actually, it doesn't have to run off your USB. Like that's such a huge inconvenience. <laughs> I don't need instant loading for every game. And if I do, you can just copy whatever you're playing the most of to the SSD. And then, crap, you know, you're not going to play that off and you copy the USB drive. Well, yeah, I'm just going to bring... I have most of my games on my external storage anyway, so I'm just going to bring that over. Like, you have to wait 10 seconds for the game to load. Big goddamn deal. (laughs) Well, Sean... That's a big deal. You sounded like uh, you were going somewhere with the spec comparison. What is anything that uh, jumped out at you specifically? I, honestly, that's the only thing because I don't really look. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like, I said it for the first time when we were talking about the Xbox One. I don't care because show me when it actually does something. Like I want to well, see I mean, the practical use. I don't care about all this other junk. Like the original PS2 and Xbox. Like the PS2 was vastly better, and it had like. Three or four. That's crazy talk. You don't think the PS, the Xbox is better than the PS2? Oh no, the Xbox. You said the PS2 was vastly. No, better. no, sorry. The Xbox, the Xbox was, like, is vastly better. It had like uh, a double, double the CPU speed. Okay, the Xbox the actually ran stuff in 480p widescreen in a way that, like, I think the only there were a couple of PlayStation 2 games that could do it, like Ratchet and Clank 2, I think did it, uh, but most of them could not. Like yeah. the the Xbox. Uh, Pretty much anything that was multi-platform was better on the Xbox that generation. But, you know, well, I mean, people, if it was multi-platform, they usually just aimed for PS2 because it was the most popular platform. And sure, but you still get the nicer version on Xbox. And, like, this, this, oh, the last generation, PS3 360, like, PS3, I think, was, like, technically more powerful, but because it's such so screwed up that people generally just aim for 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a weird, the last generation was a weird inconsistent thing where some games ran, but you always had to research, right? It was like, okay, this game is better optimized on the PlayStation 5, this game is better optimized on the Xbox, and there ended up being more games that ran slightly better on the Xbox. I still think the PS3 was the better, if you take exclusives into it, apart from, like, a couple of things, like... Yeah, you just care well, about yeah, Nier, every... Infinite, you know, all those weird, weird <laughs> PS3 games... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, in that regard, the PlayStation 3 has a huge advantage because it's like Yakuza and all that stuff and all those JRPGs. Every single Sony system had the advantage. Yeah, but in terms of... I just didn't have that many... I I think that'll be one problem with with the next console cycle is, like, Xbox still doesn't have a great lineup of, like, first-party games. I mean, if anything, this this console cycle has, like, really showed that, like, Microsoft is lacking in, like, Fundamental games. Well, that's most why they still, all these studios, right? Like, like they still have Forza, but that's kind of about it. Like Gears isn't like hitting it like it used to. Halo definitely isn't. Well, most multi-platform games. Infinite. Let's see. Let's. 
Halo it's Infinite will like be the set the world on fire. I mean, most multi-platform games last gen ran ever so slightly better on the 360. And it was yeah. there were a lot of cases of like, okay, this oh, game yeah. would be great on PS3. It's like broken on PS3. Oh, Skyrim was terrible. Oh, Bethesda yeah. games in general. Anything that was dealing, you know, memory was the big issue of the PS3, right? Like Bayonetta had those terrible long load times on PS3 when it first launched. All those Bethesda games were completely screwed. Skyrim well, basically became unplayable after the, a while. The only game that was better on PS3 compared to 360 was like Final Fantasy 13. Uh, I think there were a couple more, but I mean, don't don't like force me to start listing them or anything. Yeah, it's, it's not or like you know super you know underground or like you know obscure crap it's not like you know i think final fantasy 3 is a slightly better bigger deal than you know certain other games right but yeah um this time i mean we're probably going to be in a similar xbox series x ever so slightly more powerful fewer exclusives now the real question is just how well people are going to be able to optimize for it i like, think it's is not it just... like that i think it's Will Microsoft make themselves viable enough for people to really want to optimize that much for the Series X? Because if people aren't sitting there buying it, are they really going to care? You know, that's the thing also for developers is if people are not going to buy my game on their machine, do they really go out of their way to, like, make sure that the Series X version is, like, way up there? You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, I think if these systems come out next to each other and because of all the things that Microsoft is doing where you don't necessarily have to have the Series X, right? You can, if you have a good enough PC, you can play those games for those first two years. You can, uh, you can do a lot of things. So I'm, I'll be very surprised if Sony doesn't come out with at least a few PlayStation 5 games that you're going to want at launch that only work on the PlayStation 5. So Mm -hmm. that's the thing that you have to be careful of as well is like, can Microsoft's I mean, strategy of being open for everyone backfire in their face too? Say what you want. I know Yens didn't play it. Uh, God of War, this generation was amazing. Spider-Man was good. Horizon was good. Spider-Man was great. Ratchet and Clank was good. Like, the, you know, the new one they made. Like, Microsoft didn't have those games. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, they didn't, even, they didn't attempt it. That's the weird part. Like, they hey. tried it for like a year and a half or two years and they said, fuck it. Dead Rising 3 was really good. Rise was pretty good. Those, I mean, those went to PC eventually. People like those Forzas? Okay, well... Well, Rise was a launch game. That's when they had to try. Yeah, Yeah, same with Dead Rising 3. (laughs) Yeah, I like both of those. That's that's true. uh, Well, yeah, Microsoft was starting to be intelligent about, okay, we can't win with the exclusive games. We can't spend all of our E3 going exclusive for two months, exclusive for five months. Like, Let's do something different that nobody else is doing. And what do they have now? Everybody's clamoring for Sony to do something like Game Pass. And Guys, you know. looking at these specs, I'm realizing something fascinating. Looking at the RPG class, PlayStation 5 is Rogue. Xbox Series X is Warrior. Yeah, I saw that stupid meme also. Put together the dots. Oh, is that a meme already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't trying yeah. to steal that or anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, I just Dick Marchenko coming back is that I, what I, that's just? I I just think like the uh, you know the Xbox needs games like they really threw in the towel this generation, and it was just biz- kind of bizarre in a sense. Like I, you know, still got Forza 
And believe me, Forza is a much better driving game than Gran Turismo will ever be. But that is like their only winner. They're only like the only thing that's going for them at this point, in my eyes. Hmm. I mean, Gears like Gears is still fine. I mean, I'm not, I haven't played it, but it seems okay. And who knows? But when Mark, PlayStation out. games are also going to come to PC, so it's all moot because Horizon. Yeah, like years after the fact. <laughs> I know that still made people angry I enough. I wonder how much that will change if if it does well. Will they start lowering that? I don't think they'll ever get to day and date, but will they start lowering that gap? You know, will it eventually be like six months where somebody might actually make that decision of, you know what, I'll wait. You know what, I'll wait. I I don't see this. I just don't see Sony doing that because they still want people to buy their thing. (laughs) Well, one thing that's disappointing about the PS5 is the backwards compatibility Seems like they're doing kind of what Microsoft did with Xbox, where it's like, yeah, here's like the first hundred games or something, and then eventually we're going to try and make most things backwards compatible, but we also might just give up on it. And then no mention of. That's what scares me about this, too, is people are bending over backwards to try to make this seem like, oh, it's not just the top 100, there's more coming. Well, knowing Sony's history. This has very much a chance to wind up like Microsoft, Xbox, Xbox 360 than it does what Microsoft is doing right now. Because if Sony's PS5 goes crazy bonkers and they have really good games to come out with at the beginning, people aren't going to give two craps about backwards compatibility anymore. And it's not going to be worth it. No, I think they always care. No, 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 no. They won't. They will stop caring that much. If it's only PS4 games we're talking about here, eventually it'll start becoming something that people don't care about that much. Uh, I'm and still super bummed. The fact that they didn't mention any previous generations of PlayStation makes me think the dream is dead as far as what, what the I rumors were. more bummed about was that. Well, I mean, I'm super bummed. They had that one graphic, and there's still a lot of space underneath that one PS4 thing, so the dream might yeah, still be Yeah, I don't know. They would have said no. something. I think that's one thing... Like, people were talking about how boring that presentation was. That's something yeah. that you could easily put in there that makes everybody go, all right, I got something but to I mean, talk to you about. That was a G- about. Okay, that was a GDC presentation. Yeah, I don't, I don't think stream. having Mark, Mark Cerny do that would be good. I think they need, like, a pitch man, like an Adam Boys or, you know, someone like that to go, Firstly, hey, you know, this thing can... You know, hear all the games you can play. Or I thought you know, it was a very interesting presentation because it's something that I cared about, and all the people who reacted to it, you know, saying like, "Oh, the snooze fest" or whatever, it's like clearly not for them. Yeah, I, I know. Come on. I mean, I I think the yeah, PS5 like... will actually play a majority of PS4 games. Like, I would say at least eighty percent. I think there'll be like cert- certain games that won't play, like PT. Don't expect to play that in a PS5. Well, of course you can't. You can't play PT anywhere except an old. Uh, a PS4 that has it downloaded. I got mine. I can keep oh, redownloading sure. mine. If, yeah. they do, if they do a uh, hard drive transfer or a system transfer, I'll be no. damn sure copy to that thing. <laughs> no, no, no but man. I mean, like, realistically, like, is Atelier Riza gonna run on PS5? Is, uh, you know, Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter gonna run on PS5? What about my Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball 3? Are those games gonna run on PS5? That's what I care about. Uh, yeah, maybe that, some that, of them. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, what about I my think... owner Chanbara? 
I think it would have been a bigger deal had they been able to say, oh yeah, everything. PS3, PS2, PS1. I think they could have stopped. I don't think just be working on it, though. I mean, it being something where they need to like patch it and like make them compatible, like per game, means that all those little obscure small games are just going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, but that's what happens with every console emulation, or you know, back yeah, to at this point. But again, I don't know. I just hope that things will be better this time. They I were talking. They were the talking last, about it like it was going to be. The last system that had full backward compatibility was PS3. And they got rid of that real quick. Yeah. Uh, when the, when the, the fat PS3, yeah, they got rid of that. PS3 fat, still the greatest console it, of all time. Fight me. It, I, I will. It'll overheat like a motherfucker. That's great. <laughs> I had that. I had the heatsink fixed. Yeah, you had to have something fixed on it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's good, but, you know, you've got to have... Think of the three... Uh, anyway, that's... <laughs> that, that's a small price to pay for the greatest console ever. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's... Something that I think is just Sony's talking about it now, but I think when if if you have hit PS5 games, I really do think it will not become this thing that people are talking that much about. I think you care about it right now. You care about it in that first year because a lot of times launch is crap. You know, no, unless you. I don't know. Like if I could go back and play Metal Gear Solid Three on my PS4 or Metal Gear Solid Four, I should say. Sorry, I would happily do it because I really want to play that replay that game. But I oh my god! Can't. I would love to play Metal Gear. So I I just need to hook my PS one of my PS3s back up. Or you know, if I want to go play like Tokyo Jungle on my PS4, I can't. It's locked to my PS3. Oh, and yeah. I agree and, with you. Yeah, but it's something that they'll do in waves or something like that. Like it'll be a footnote thing, like Microsoft would do, and they'll do it in never. Have to, you'll have to go look it up on a blog, some on the PlayStation blog, and. Yeah, whatever it, and then eventually it'll stop. Like I just don't think that you're gonna, and I think they're gonna stop faster than Microsoft because Sony has proven that they don't. When it becomes more of a wasteful thing for them to just spend money on that than it does for them to just put the money into the new game, that's what they're gonna do. I mean, look how quickly those PS2 remasters on PS4 stopped. You know? Yeah, like, but they also. They also weren't selling, and they had some weird choices. And look how quick, I mean, look how long it took for them to do PS Now, and it's still not the greatest thing. Like, you're taking games away constantly. It's, like, you know, it's, I think if there's one thing Game Pass has proven, it's that if you're going to have a system like that, those games need to be there longer. It's not, don't pull the Nintendo BS where, Oh, we're going to have it there for a week, and if you didn't buy it, well, then you're fucked. You know, like, get people a chance to experience the damn game, and, you know, or just don't have the freaking service. Like, it's, I, I just don't think that it's, I think eventually either Sony's going to have to change some of that, or Microsoft's going to get completely blown out of the water, and the old ways will just be the way it is now. Who knows? And, and, and the company that will survive? This this hearse that will survive, Google Stadia. Oh yeah, exactly. It certainly won't. Probably, sadly to say, and I, I hate it for all the workers, but probably won't be GameStop. Uh, even if they view themselves as essential business. Oh, GameStop was already doomed before this. Yeah, yeah. I, their quarterly earnings uh, last quarter was, um, you know, that's like sub. I think we talked about it being like lower than what Toys R Us had before Toys R Us went out of business. 
Yeah, they had like twenty five percent down. You know, that was over one year, and I was like, "That's not great." Like, yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> well, they're they're uh, now they're trying desperately to save the business with um, interesting measures. Yeah, it's it. I mean, obviously, it didn't take very long for states that wanted to shut down and lock down to find a way to shut GameStop down, as California and Pennsylvania did. But then GameStop got smart and said, hey, you know what? Let's just do to-go. Let's just be the restaurant of retailers and say we're going to not have you come in the store. We're going to just give it to you at the door and you don't have to come in. I think what was more crappy was telling these workers that, hey, go find, go in a store that's already hard as hell to buy any, to find anything, and you need to go with your own money and race with all the other people to buy cleaning supplies. Like, really? That's not surprising. I mean, GameStop has done really shitty shit in the past. I know, of, like, just, yeah. Go, you know, going yeah. into, like, other, like, cell phone stores to, like, buy, you know, entice people to come to GameStop to sell their shitty cell phone and stuff it's like that. It's even, even worse, I feel, is basically giving the the workers there a script to tell, like, when the police comes by to try and shut you down, here's how you sell the police on the fact that you are essential. Yeah. Like, having them deal with that. headphones and what else was That's it? insane. And, and, like, keyboards? Yeah, keyboards and mice. No, here, these, these Funko Pops are essential. Yeah, this, uh, this Ant-Man helmet is essential business operation, you know, for businesses to use. Now, now I do think, I will say this, I, I think an argument can be made for it being an essential business. In the sense that, in these troubled times, don't we all need our video game distractions to keep us sane? Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, so, look at how Animal Crossing is absolutely just taking over. Yep, look at how Mark is going right to burn down... Look at how Amazon. Mark is going to burn down the Amazon distribution center when they don't ship him his Persona game. Yep, there's two of them by my house. They're going up in flames. Yeah, so I, you could make that argument. Uh, of course, there's always digital, but you know some I mean, of us don't want to buy digital I, I for would, certain games. I would games. make the argument that like curbside is fine, like if they really wanted to go that option. Well, they did but there, that option. But... There well, were some I mean, funny no, snacks with that. They didn't like. They tried to like not have that as an option, and then. They're, <laughs> Once they got shut down, they're like, oh, we can do curbside. And it's like, no, it's too little, too late. You yeah, well, they ran into – did you hear this? They ran into a weird thing where basically if you had a pre-order and that pre-order was not completely pull, uh, paid off, they actually had no way of like finishing that transaction for you curbside. Yeah, because they don't like have a computerized system for pre-orders. It's all like basically like, receipts in like a, a metal right. filing cabinet. And they like, don't yeah. have like a portable – like. You can't have like a little portable credit card reader hooked up to a phone with a payment system, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No, they were just not prepared that for the it. Thing. It's not because yes, they do. Yes, they do have oh, it stored do? in the computer. They do have. Oh, oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, they do have your reserves stored in the computer. They just they cannot because technically you could say that the person took your card without you saying so, and it caused a big old legal issue. So they can't do the whole. Oh well, I will let you take my card, swipe it. And pay for the rest of the transaction. So they can't do, since they can't do that, there was no way for them to finish the order, even though they could have figured out a way where, you know, if the, you know, that GameStop app is there, there's a way you can make it to where you could add a, uh, finished purchase 
on the GameStop app if they really wanted to, and you finish buying it on the app, and then, oh, voila, it's paid off. I mean, but, you know, GameStop doesn't want you to do that because then you wouldn't go in the store. So, you know, whatever. But I think the curbside thing is nice for folks like you that really want to have your stuff physical. I I really wanted to have Final Fantasy VII physical, but I'm not going to wait a month to play it because I need to have that disc in my hand. So Yeah, I feel that way for Persona, but I'm pretty neutral on Final Fantasy VII, honestly. <laughs> if I get it, cool. If not, eh, I have other crap to play. <laughs> you wouldn't just cancel it and buy it digitally? No, I want the physical one. I want that stupid hey. metal case. There's and a lot of soundtrack. cool stuff in that collector's Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of cool stuff in that set. Fair enough, then. But I, 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 think I always... I'm at the point where, like, I will buy any Atlas special... Like, anytime, like, a Shin Megami Tensei or a Persona game has a special edition, I will buy it. I collect those now, pretty much. Regardless of quality or game. Just like I Catherine. mean, pretty... <laughs> Catherine, it's a great game. But I, I love that special edition. It's a great special edition. Too bad the game didn't work. <laughs> well, the online didn't work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, I guess there are certain games that, I mean, yeah, that's make or break for me. Like, Persona would be a good one. Uh, that's kind of about it. <laughs> if they made another Lunar, I would probably do that as well. <laughs> oh, Lunar, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Persona and Final Fantasy, definitely, I want both of those physicals. So I'm going to wait on Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get our, hopefully we'll get our Personas. Yeah, I, one thing I forgot to mention, I bought Xenoblade Chronicles, too. Hurrah! You did. Have you played it yet? Nope. One of oh, us. wait, don't play one that, because then us. you'll be stuck playing that for 100 hours. Nah, I could probably just give it up when, once I get Persona. <laughs> yeah, but then, here's the thing, though. Xenoblade, that's a game, like, you don't want to put, like, 20 hours into it and then put it down. Yeah, because you'll have to play it again. You'll start it all over again. Yeah, and then you you won't do that. So, like, that's a game that, like, it's it requires your focus because there's so much like the interface is crazy and there are a million billion systems and you have to really learn it and you will unlearn it if you don't play it for a while i was just ha- i was just happy to pick it up for 30 bucks that's a good deal that's a great I, yeah, that's deal. What I, told them. I was like that's a great deal it's probably the lowest you're gonna see it but make yeah. sure you really are wanting to play that game because that's 30 bucks you could have spent on something else if you well, it was like it was like clearance for forty two, and then like the store also had like a twenty five percent off clearance items, and I was like, "Meh, I guess." Guys, I was so excited to see that Good Smile Company is reissuing their uh, Pyra and Mithra figurines. They were out of print for so long. I'm finally gonna get them. <laughs> those are like those are classic. If there were Good Smile. Uh, figurines that I would think about buying. It might be those. Either that or the Persona ones. Yeah, yeah, the They're only beautiful. one. I, the, the only one I want is that Take Takami one for Persona Five. Man, my Take Takami has been stuck like in uh, like supply issues forever now. I, I guess Play Asia just isn't getting stuff from Japan right now. Yeah. So I, I'm not getting her. I know other, if I'd ordered her from a Mia Mia, I would already have her. I'm beating myself up. Just, just order that one, and then when your other one gets here, to send it that one to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I could do that, but I just don't because I I have like so many Funko Pops I'm staring at that I probably couldn't get anybody to buy now because oh that's because they're Funko Pops. House. You won't come to your <laughs> house uh, right now. 
No, because I'm not selling them on eBay so people can tell me that, oh, you didn't ship it right, and then I make no money. F that. Right. Yeah. There's, that's why, that's why you were... sca- there's way too many scammers out there. That's why you record yourself shipping the Funko Pop. You're like, no, I got video evidence, bitch. <laughs> Here you no, go. Because you can't control what you... Because I've yeah, you, with yeah. UPS for two months. The, the dudes will throw shit in there. Yeah. They don't care. I, I I saw him. I'd be like, nobody ever gets mad at you because you might have busted up their box or like. That's when he sent. That's when he sent it up. Like, that's when he sent it with the Funko Pop uh, cover or the uh, protective thing box. Yeah, in these troubled times, I'm gonna lose shipping all that stuff the right way, and then they pay what half of what I spent. Like, yeah, it's not worth it. That's why I was like, we you know ne- what? If this thing ever goes away and we go back to normal, I'll just offer up whatever it is and try to make like hundred, two hundred dollars and that's it. <laughs> we need Sam Bridges more than ever. We do. That's what Randy said to me earlier today. How prescient was that game? That is insane. That, that is exactly what Randy said to me earlier today. Oh wow. Well I I think he feels vindicated about and, naming that as the best game of the year. And then I and, said uh he's what he said we're all gonna be in our own little shelters and we need we need deliveries. And yep. my response was, what do, you, what do you think drones are for? No, we've got to put America back together, Mark. No, we don't. I'm good. Make America whole again. No. That's just like the that's just like the uh, senator from Metal Gear Rising. Oh. That is uh, one of my favorite boss fights ever. <laughs> so, yep. That's yep. always fun. Well, but, uh, all right, before we start talking about our Topic of the week, which is our relaxing game. The games that we go to when we want to relax. Wait, didn't we have comfort games last time? Somewhat, but that's not like... Like, games that you see as like, man, this makes me just... I need to release some stress. I'm playing this game. Mm. So, uh, which Animal Crossing is is perfect for. Uh, you know, I just... I watch Anaya play that and I'm like... Man, this is so chill. Alright. I'm gonna go build me some trees and go fish. Is fishing fun in that game or not? Uh, I don't I don't find it fun. Because oh, your fun. view can get disturbed occasionally. Like you have to like wait for the uh bobber to get underwater and it can yeah. be hard to see certain like certain views. Oh, this is actually I, I find this extremely irritating about Animal Crossing. Sorry, we've we've hit on the one thing that like really annoys me, uh which I forgot to talk about earlier, which is Trees just like trees and houses and things just get in your line of sight, and there is no way to reorient the, the camera. So, like, sometimes you'll want to fish in a spot, but there's just literally a tree in the way, so you cannot see when the fish bites. Or, like, you're hunting a butterfly or something with your net, and the butterfly goes behind the building, and now you're like, Well, I now have to wait and hope that this bug is going to come out of the other side because otherwise, I'm just not going to get it. I mean, it'd be nice if there was an option that let you like let buildings or like let trees get transparent when you're near them, or like when the camera is obscured. But it, it doesn't have that option, and the camera is very—it's not finicky. I would just say it's bad, like that perspective. Like you know, it's cutesy, and I get what they're going for. But at a certain point, you want like a 3D camera. <laughs> I I have two very obvious contenders for this uh, thing that um, for this topic of Sean's here um, that I go back to. Uh, quite a bit. One of them is Flower. I've replayed Flower a lot. I just really love it. I, I love getting a little buzzed, 
or um, maybe something else. And, uh, you know, just relaxing and just enjoying the mechanics of that game. You like flowering up yourself before you play flower. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just really, that game is so soothing. And similarly, I've also played uh, Journey a few times because it, I also find it very soothing. I also thought Gree or Grease, I guess. I don't oh, know yeah, how to Gris, pronounce it. Yes. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, that also falls in that category. Mark, I'm sure you'd agree on everything. Everything okay. is very relax. Everything is yeah. very relaxing. I would say uh, other games for me would be like Katamari Damacy. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it has a time limit, but like certain stages don't, so you can kind of roll around as much as you want. I would say uh, like Bejeweled or Puzzle Quest. Yeah. Uh, well, Tetris I mean, as well. Yeah, except for like Tetris Ninety Nine, which is a real fucker. But that's the opposite of what you're going for. Or Pleo Pleo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might even say. I mean, I'd probably personally say Okami. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I find parts of Okami very intense. I mean, it is, but I still find it well, like you're going like style. exploring around. Oh, yeah, sure, like just walking, right. wandering around, around the big field, like racing the mailman or something like that. See, oh yeah, what, I mean that's what Breath of the Wild is perfect for. You just see, I, yeah. Oh, but Breath I of the just, Wild stresses me out. Yeah, I don't like the systems in that game. So yeah, I agree with you at the end. It really, really stresses me out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Having to worry about weapon degradation and stamina and stuff is yeah. not uh, relaxing. Or you know, hoping that you know you can clip through this mountain enough. To stand on it to regain your stamina before you keep climbing it. It's like this isn't fun. <laughs> like, I, I will I also. Thought... You know what game I loved as a relaxing game, and it's one that actually Mark bought for me as a gift, uh, and that is Regency Solitaire. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty dope ass game. It's pretty great. I would find. I would also say like most of those hidden object games that I play, like I relax to those. Oh, I don't like those. Yeah. But, uh, once again, I know I've already mentioned these last time we talked, but I like visual novels. So um, I've, Valhalla has filled that uh, spot for me lately. I'm on my second playthrough of that. And um, yeah, just in general, that genre is, uh, uh, is relaxing to me. The last one I would say is actually Fire Emblem Three Heroes. Or houses. Yes. I would yes. say really? Heroes. Houses. It doesn't, battles don't stress you out eventually? Yeah. I mean, they well, can. Now I've built up my character is hell no. I waste everything in that game. <laughs> I can I can like waste everything with like just the main character. <laughs> well, except for the DLC. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't like it. I mean, yeah. not that I'm back to the real game. Yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. like the like the real well, like the DLC. I think having like strategize. Like I actually having these gambits and shit. I'm like, well, that's like I, me saying now that I've got you know all the equipment and a level 200 guy bloodboard is really relaxing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like Bloodborne used to be like the most stressful game imaginable for me, and now it's a relaxing game because it's like I know it inside and out, and I've got a super yeah. high level dude. I mean, even when I first played Fire Emblem, like I kind of just breezed through it. Uh, but I mean, I just like you know spending time with those characters, going to like tea time, or you know having like seen their different actions with what interactions with one another. I just find relaxing. Oh, sure, but to me, it's like a with Fire Emblem, it's like a curve where it's like I get. Slightly tense and kind of really engaged during the battles. And then when you're in the Garrick March parts, that's when it's, uh, you know, oh, now it's time to unwind and, you know, drink a, drink a glass of brandy and just talk to everybody in the school and, and have tea and stuff. Yeah, the battles, I just kind of sleep my, sleepwalk my way through and just, I mean, I could just sit on an easy, on automatic and my guy could just take care of everything. <laughs> well, that, that's what, uh, that's what Muso games are for. It's total stress relief. 
Oh, sure. There's a bunch of dudes. You don't do anything because, I mean, you have to, like, be playing on super hard to, like, die. So you just, just punch a bunch of random people until you get to the big boss and then go through the story. Um, like, I had to review, uh, what was it, the Berserk Musou game? Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, all right. Slash, 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 all right, go. <laughs> you know, well, I'll just listen to podcasts while I'm doing this, mindlessly mashing buttons, cool. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think my number one is, uh, Rock Band. You can, I can just put, play bass. I don't have to think about it on Expert. Oh, just man. Just groove to the song. Just, just like any good play, bass player, you don't have to think at all. I feel, I, I get wired by Rock Band. Like, I can't sleep for a while after playing it. Uh, if I sing, that happens. Or, like, I play drums, but if I play, like, bass where I'm just grooving or whatever, like, it's just totally, like... And uh, even that, I... Don't I... Have to, it's, it's like a good escape game. You just dig into the music and you don't have to think about nothing. Else. Oh, I mean, it takes yeah. 100% of your attention, to, for yeah. sure. So, if you've got anxiety, I could see it relieving anxiety. Yeah. But, but like, it, it's not, like, a good... Like, I'm just kind of thinking about, like, a game I could play before bed, you know? And, like, I can't play Rock Band before bed. I'm, I would say, like, games like that would be, for me, would be, like, Binding of Isaac. It really? Because I find Binding of, Binding of Isaac very stressful also. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, I typically, like, play, like, five five rounds before I go to bed. You know, see how far I can make it, and that's about it. It's also, I don't know, that would give me nightmares. That's got a pretty disgusting art style. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying, like, it's, like, deliberately unpleasant in its uh, appearance. Yeah, and, and, and I think just, Isaac's cute enough. <laughs> well, he's I know, aren't you sort of be unpleasant? You know, aren't you throwing like blood and guts and poop around? I mean, there are there is poop, but any there's some pee. But I mean, your main weapon is tears, so that's a little sad. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had another one and I can't uh, think about it right now, but it'll probably kind of be when I'm not. FIFA 2004. <laughs> No. Smackdown, Smackdown, bring the pain. <laughs> well, probably if you uh, play one of those like Smackdowns that sucked. Oh, that, those are one of the good one of those are the good ones in the PS2. Yeah, yeah the, that was the I think the last generation where you could really count on every time a Smackdown game came out. You know. Yep. So, nah, sad, sad times. I will say I liked um, what was it Mario Golf? This one. Whatever. Hey, which one? There's been a few of those at this point. <laughs> I, well, probably my favorite was the GameCube one. Okay. I want to say. Well, I mean, the Wii one lets you actually like swing and everything, but that's yeah, not relaxed. Yeah. That's the opposite of relaxing. <laughs> yeah, that's more like, all right, I'm getting ready for, you know, whatnot. If you get if you get a uh, ring fit, see how relaxing that is. If you can <laughs> even find it anymore, <laughs> I still do that. You know, people. I'm sure that oh, Nintendo I, is making bank on that right now. I, I mean, I just ordered it yesterday. I ordered a uh, uh, exercise like VR thing for my exercise bike. Oh, so, really? yeah, mm-hmm. I think this little like sensor that clips onto the uh, pedal of your bike, and it can like detect you know how fast you're pedaling and stuff. And then you wear your headset, and it can display like, a Google Maps, so you're like biking through streets, and it has some like really shitty looking games as well. Yeah, I've seen our gym at work has those. Uh, they never; those games never look good to me. Right. 
I mean, these look like PS. These look like slightly better PS One games, and it's like, what the hell? Like, like this isn't mobile, great. Mobile games from three or four years ago. Yeah, but the Google. The, I mean, the reason I bought it is because that Google Three thing. It looks really cool. Oh yeah. So well, luckily the looks- next the next couple weeks we have easy ones to do. Yeah, I think we'll be able to talk about more is survival favorite survival horror games and also Final Fantasies with the uh, two big games coming out in the next couple weeks. So, oh man, favorite Final Fantasies that'll be that'll be controversial when I start talking about thirteen and how good it is and how wrong you are. I will agree uh. that thirteen is really good. It's just that by the time it gets to that open part, I'm like, I want to finish this game. Like, why? Why are you doing that to me? Like, That's true. <laughs> Isn't that the one that like has a tutorial like 30 hours in? It's not really yeah. a tutorial. The game's just very linear for its first half. You know, it's the corridor. <laughs> well, and then expects you fantasy. to read a lot. So it's... Yeah, uh, if you want to understand the crazy lore, you yeah, gotta read. It's way too... I mean, like, I'm cool with reading. Don't get me wrong, but it's like... When you're reading, like, novels in the menus, like, oh, I don't want to do this right now, you know? Because the combat's actually fun in that game. Like, I enjoy, because the combat's fast. It's turn-based but fast, and it's like, I enjoy it, but it's like, oh. I guess that's why they went to the option of Hope reading to you in 13.2, and it's like, no, if there was anyone that I didn't want reading to me, it'd be Hope. It's like he is one of the worst Final Fantasy characters I think ever created. So, I don't know how if you agree with me on that or not, Jens, but I don't know. I just I, I never I had a big I never had an issue with Hope. No with the Australian which one is the Australian chick? Um Oh Venice or Ven- uh, Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's also a pretty hate but you know, people hate all the characters in that game and I don't it, I've never understood that. Is Hope the name of the baby chocobo and the dude's afro? No, that's um. Oh, sad. It, it's the young, the young girl, right? Yeah. No, okay. Hope is the. Oh, he's um, the guy. The he's the. He's the, he's, the, he's the. He's the uh, neurotic guy. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is the Australian chick. I, right. I don't know. I remember there being like a lot of the grief stuff with him. Uh, you know, like especially when you go, you go back and visit his parents at like one point, and like one of them is maybe a collaborator. Like, that stuff, to me, rang pretty true. Like, it, it felt... Like, a lot of the stuff in that uh, game that people made fun of, I think, at the time, actually feels kind of real to me. I don't know. Yes, Hope S time. You're right. It's been too long. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be... Those will be two fun ones uh, to go through. And, well, we're we're getting to it. Almost, almost there. That month of the people have been kind of waiting for. Well, we got through... This little patcher with both Doom and Animal Crossing and Half-Life Alex. now. People getting to play. We're almost getting to that other... I think people I think people just hated Hope because he was a coward at the beginning. Like, they, he's established early on as the he game. Also wind, he doesn't whines a lot. Well, sure, because, yeah, he, he whines and he's a coward. But he's got a like a proper arc where he gets over all that and becomes a mature character by the I end. It, yeah. well, it's, it's funny, I think Sean... Like two days ago, he basically were like, "Do you want Half Life, Alex, Doom, or Animal Crossing?" And I was like, "Well, Animal Crossing, because the two seem abhorrent to me." <laughs> oh, a lot of people seem to be liking Doom Eternal. So. Yep. Although it was, I, I saw, yeah, I saw that, but I saw like Jeff Gerstmann's review of it, 
And he said, like, there was a part of him that reminded him of Duke Nukem Forever. No. Like, oh, oh, but man. which part? There's some some dialogue or some, op, you know, option. Okay. Uh, or some, you know, some, you know, converse, some dialogue or something. Another friend of mine just said something along the lines of, it's not really Doom Eternal, it's more Quake Eternal. And I don't know what that means. But Duke Nukem Forever is a weird frame of reference for that. Yeah. Hmm. Did any did either of you actually play Duke Nukem Forever? Oh no. Okay. I'm I'm glad I did not waste my life being excited about Duke Nukem. I still have the I still have to do Nukem Bust right here. Just, you know, I have the collect edition of that thing. That doesn't surprise so the, me somehow. You're, you're the one. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> well, uh, that was a sad, sad game. Yeah, so oh. if, uh, uh, what's it, Colin Moriarty came out with his own game called Twin Breaker, sacred for the Sacred Symbols Adventure, uh, so that's there for PS4 and Vita, and the first Vampire the Masquerade, the, uh, was a Vampire the Masquerade? Redemption? Uh, or Vengeance? of New York. No, no, that's a new one. Or that oh, came out like last year. Okay. So yeah, that's like a visual novel or graphic novel game. So that's on PS4 and Switch. Yeah. It's is weird. Twin, is Twin Breaker a wacky breakout game? Yes, it is. Oh. He loves he loves breakout. So he... the the last time I played a break or breakout like it was Wizorb, and I really liked Wizorb. But this looks this looks cool. This is like uh, really interesting custom breakout levels from. Oh, and you've got. Is it is it co-op? Why is it twin? Why is it twin breakers? What do we know about this game? And remember, it, uh, it is co-op. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, cool co-op breakout. Remember, uh, yeah, I might play that with you. If I was gonna yeah. say, remember, remember Shatter. Oh, I did love Shatter. That was yeah. bef- that was bef- was that pre-resort? I think it was pre-resort. That was an early PS3 game, right? Yeah. With the mm. amazing soundtrack. Oh, amazing! I, I still, I still have, listen to that album sometimes. That's a great album. Yeah, it's a shame that guy like kind of fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, Shatter was excellent. I like breakout style games. This looks good. I had no idea this existed. Yeah. There's also well, RFL, which came out today, which is like a Super Nintendo old school RPG throwback that has like Western. RPG influences in it too. It looks really awesome. It's not in games. any way, not connected to the rugby football league. No. no okay. Way. And of course, uh, I might be reviewing this game, the One Piece Fire Warriors Four. It's coming out uh, yes. tomorrow. So, if you like those games, I'm sure this one will be another great one in that bunch. And then we'll be almost really close to Resident Evil Three time. By the time we're doing a show next week, so I'll be knee deep into Persona Five. So yeah, and Persona Five Royal will be out on Tuesday, right? It better be. You guys are are gonna be totally immersed in that. Uh, I will be. I don't know about Jens, but I, I mean, I'll be splitting my attention. I, I don't know. I'll probably end up just uh, putting Neo and Animal Crossing on hold. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> I think that I, I did see the bonus. Like you know, you, you get a bonus if you like have a saved game from Persona Five. It's just like fifty thousand yen. Oh, that's and nice. Like, that, I mean, it's okay, but it's like why not something cool or useful? Well, you wanted all your stats to carry over, so you didn't have to grind your, uh, you didn't have to like read again and stuff. 
Yeah. Go to the bars. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I have my new game plus carry over into this game as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a new game, Mark. The second, I mean, at least the trophies aren't as screwed up as a, as Persona Five. So that's the one positive. I still I mean, can't. You you platinum that, right? Yeah. That's crazy. There is like that one trophy you have to hear like 250 Futaba lines. That's the nuts one. I think Ken, you can do it in the dungeon, right? If you take her in the dungeon with you. No, Futaba is like your the narrator, or she's like you don't take her into party. Right, know? she's the she's the the navigator. Yeah, yeah. So the way the way you actually get get that trophy is you have to have a catch in your party as well. Like that one like month he's in your party. Oh, and then if you're if you're spending a lot of time in the uh, the optional dungeon, yeah, they will talk to each other. That's what it right. was. Yep. Yeah. But if you're over level like I am, they barely talk to each other because like they never got like hit with electricity or confusion or rage. <laughs> Because they just wow. avoided it all. I'm like, God damn it. Shouldn't have overleveled like I always do. <laughs> well, that's the bane of your existence, I guess. Always yeah. being too powerful. Yep. Just like <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh. I will rule that island with that's my what million likes. spells. That's being super powerful so he doesn't have to. Yeah. We're in the big time. That makes every game the most relaxing game. Yeah, and he was, he'll always tell me, like, I want this on PC so I, don't, I can just... Yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, yeah, but that's... you see, Mark will go to external cheats. I do not go there. I, I, that's that's where I draw the line. I mean, you were hemming and hawing about doing this this bell thing. You're like, I have to make another character. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it it's takes not a like minute. it takes forever to make characters in Animal Crossing. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of options. <sighs> yeah, he likes his character creator. Well, yeah. I don't like making extra accounts in my console. That's the main thing. That's like Mark's always telling me, like, did you did you download this demo? It's on the Japanese store. It's like I don't have a Japanese PlayStation account. It's like why not? It's like because I don't want to have multiple accounts on my PlayStation. I have the Australian account that I got to uh, be able to get a code from Mister Shifty, and that's the only <laughs> ever time I've ever used that account ever. So I can make that code work, and then I never had to use it again. I'm like, and it's still there every time. So I can't get rid I'm, of it. I- I have two different. I have three accounts on my PS4. My main one, my Japanese one, and then I have a friend's Japanese one. Why do you have two Japanese ones? No, one is a friend's. He lent oh. me his account to download a game, right. and I still have it. <laughs> I don't do anything with it, but it's just kind of funny to have. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Because I think I downloaded Japanese Final Fantasy 15, like right when that came out. That was fun. <laughs> There you go. So uh, that's going to be it for us this week, I think. So thank you, everybody, for for listening and for hopefully you enjoyed it. And you'll let us know on whatever platform choice that you like to listen to us on. And, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about more about what is happening in the world of video games and whatever else is going on with this COVID-19 by then. So... When we all three have it. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that day. And <laughs> we're all oh, talking God. about... I hope not. I have oh, several yeah. friends who have it now, so... Oh, really? You do? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, Facebook friends, but, you know, nonetheless. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know anybody personally that has it yet. I mean... Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any Facebook friends that actually have it, I don't think. Mm. I mean, I'll... No, it's definitely spreading. Luckily, my my family is smart, and is there, everybody's either out of work and can't 
has no reason to not social distance or, you know, they're not, they're listening to the, what they're hearing. So, yeah. Yeah. I am worried about my sister. She's works the emergency room in Puerto Rico. So I'm waiting to hear. I hopefully don't have to hear that. She tells us that she has the COVID. My dad, thankfully in Texas, it hasn't gotten that ridiculous yet. At least in the Metroplex. Um, so my dad has, well, my dad's also like a, uh, you know, he's like a surgeon radiologist, interventional radiologist, so he doesn't come directly in contact with people like the people in the yard do, but yeah, I am worried about my sister telling us she has it at some point. But yeah, you know, this is a crazy world we live in, and now us folks that like to be inside playing games, I guess. People get to learn from us. Hmm. I saw so many articles this week of how you can get into video games now that you're isolated. Yeah, now, now, when your now when your girlfriend starts bitching at you about playing games, like I'm, I'm being healthy, I'm being responsible. Yeah, right, right. So, mm-hmm. but all right, everyone. We'll see you later. Thank you for bearing with us here. Bye.